to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am very excited to be here tonight. It's going to be a very fun time. We are going to be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop in just a moment. So make sure you have your pens and papers, quills, notebooks, journals, whatever it is used to write without, and uh, you'll be all ready for that. We have some things to go over before we get started, but first I want to give you the number to call in tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And I hope I'm sounding a little bit better this week. Last week was absolutely horrible. I was in the, the nasty grips of covid and I want to appreciate everyone for helping me get through that. As there was uh, no way I was not going to be here, but, it, you know, we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, right? I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate your tolerance with me as I uh, bumbled my way through the show being sick like that. I am testing negative now. I am still sick as shit. I'm over it, but I'm feeling better, if that makes sense. Like the headache's gone. I still feel like I'm full of lead. And just yeah, but I'm my I'm I'm yeah I'm just I'm feeling better, and so I'm just really glad that that's done and over with, and just ready for the rest of it to just go away. We have a prize drawing starting. Actually, it's already started, but I want to go over it real quick with you. Now, this is different than our poetry for prizes. This is one of four prize drawings that we are going to be doing covering our 2024 theme of the Year of the Voice. So this year, we're going to have four different special prize drawings with that theme. And this year, we're going to exploring, be exploring things that focus on our voices as poets. That doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to focus on your voice as a poet. It's going to focus on the voice of poetry, the voice of poets, what you can do with your voice, why it's important to have that voice, what are the responsibilities of having the voice of a poet, all that good stuff. We're going to cover on some of that. So this first drawing I thought was very appropriate. First one we're going to do, I thought was very appropriate for the beginning of the year because it is going to be called Give a Poet a Voice. I want, I'm not going to go through this in long detail like I did last week, but I'm going to touch on it real quick. I want you all to think about before you ever started reading and sharing your poetry with other people, when it was kept in notebooks, when it was in nightstands, when it was your dirty little secret. You know, anytime you brought it up to your families, you'd get the eye rolls. I want you to remember those times. And I want you to remember the first time that you shared your work in public or let somebody read something of yours or how that made you feel when you started being able to have fellowship with other poets, other creative people, what kind of an outlet that was for you, what kind of inspiration it brought you, what kind of acceptance and strength it gave you. So I want you to think about the people in your social networks that may not have had that happen to them yet. It changes you. 
It absolutely changes you. I remember the person that was that voice for me. And I think all of us do. I think we can all remember that person that gave us that push. I want you to be that person for someone else. I want you to think of somebody that you can encourage to share their work or to read or to record their work and have it shared, whatever they're comfortable with. It's always uncomfortable. I remember the first time I was asked, and it was like a terror of speaking in public. And then they said, well, do you care if I read something of yours for everybody then? And the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I was ready to rip their throat out like a rabid, rabid junkyard dog. It's like, oh, hell no, you're not reading my poem. That's my poem. And I knew then, no matter how terrified I was of getting up there, that I was going to do it. And I'm still terrified, but I still do it. So being scared is okay. You know, you have to let them know that it's okay, too. I want you to be that voice for somebody. So in doing so, anyone who brings someone to the show, like last week we had Gina Storm brought, where did I write it down at? I know I wrote it down. Oh, my gosh. Probably over here. Did I write it down over here? I'm not sure where where I wrote it down. I think I wrote it in my notebook. Can you hear me shuffling through papers? Gina brought Larry last week. So Gina is in the drawing for our prize, grand, big, huge, awesome prize package. And so is so is the person that she brought. So is um, Larry. So not only do you get into your name into the drawing, but the person you bring gets put into the drawing. And they can come. You can give them the link. They can come and listen, check us out. If they want to read and share something, um, you, know, you can have them call in. You can even call them in on a conference call with you if they want to just, like, you know, have you there to, <laughs> for their support or whatever. But, yeah, give a, be that person for somebody. Give someone a voice. Give them, get them out of the dresser drawers and out of the journal pages and give that gift of a voice. It will change someone's life. The prize package for this is something pretty awesome. It is going to include a journal. It is going to include a handmade pen. And if you guys have not seen the work that I do, I'm not just a poet. I do all kinds of crazy shit. But if you've not seen the quill pens that I make, you need to see them to understand that they're pretty cool. I'm going to custom make a quill pen and holder, ink holder for you, and all kinds of other cool things are going to be stuffed into this poetic prize. So I hope that you find some value in that. But more than anything else, I hope you find some value in being that person that gives another person a voice. Okay. Next, I would like to take a moment to announce that our fundraiser for our 2024 broadcasting license has begun and we are a long way from being able to stay on the air and we need your help. So if you would like to help sponsor the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Radio Show and keep this community alive, you can check out the fundraiser information and the link which is pinned to the top of my Facebook page. If you're not on my friends list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, L-I-S-I-A. Or you can Google Speakeasy Cafe Fundraiser or Speakeasy Cafe GoFundMe. And you can also message me and I'll send you the link. In addition, we have a Speakeasy PayPal account under the show's email, which is the, T-H-E, 
thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure the word the is in there. All right. And the Cash App account, which is dollar sign speakeasy cafe, if you'd rather make don- a donation through one of those. Again, if you'd like information on this, please let me know, and I can send you the info or send you the links or whatever you need to know. And I know that times are tough for all of us, and it's very awkward and uncomfortable for me to ask for help with this every single year. When we first started doing this 17 years ago, I covered the licensing fees myself, and then they started to go up, and James, one sapien, jumped in and helped me a year, and then James and and Roy helped me the next year, and it's just kind of grown from there. The last 17 years, the prices have skyrocketed, and I can no longer afford to do this all by my onesie. So this really is a community effort to keep this show alive and growing and thriving and being an outlet for you guys to share your work. So I appreciate any support. Every little bit helps, and thank you so much. That said, we only have a little bit more time to show our love and appreciation to those who kept us on the air last year and it's very important that we all understand how special these people are and they know how much we appreciate them so i want to thank our sponsors as i do every single week who help contribute towards our 2023 broadcasting license and those are annabella ashire anthony arnold dave kuhn debbie kelly douglas curry george wiley gary and noreen snyder jade mist Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hadaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I would also like to thank those who made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Kings Cadence, and Deep Enough. I want to thank all of you. We are here because of you. Absolutely 100%. We cannot do this without the support of the community. So thank you, all of you. All right. It is time for, for what is it time for, you guys? Do you remember? Well. So I hope you have your pens and everything ready. As I go through this, remember that... Um, if you miss anything, you don't get it written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever you missed. And remember, there are 17 years worth of podcasts on here. So it's a great tool for you to utilize. If you're sitting there one night, you don't know, know what to think about, just pop on, grab a show from five years ago, listen to the first 15 minutes, and it'll be full of cool things, and you'll be off and running. So take advantage of that library of inspiration for you. I want to share first that our year-long project that we're working on, our poetic time capsules, I want you guys to look at finding something that is weatherproof, waterproof, time-proof, whatever. You can even buy a time capsule uh, specifically made to be a time capsule off of Amazon, or you can make one on your own. But I want you to start putting yourself you immortal in there and I want you to put things that tell somebody 2,000 years from now that finds that and digs it up I want them to know who you are as a poet as a as who not the labels and everything that people now know you as they know you as the doctor or the the barista or the mom or the grandpa or the whatever college student I want them to know who you are how who do you want them to know 
What do you want people to know about you 2,000 years from now? I want you to put some of your work in there. I want you to write letters in there. I want you to put little tidbits in there that are important to you, things you want to share with somebody in the future. Time capsule. And at the end of the year, think of someplace cool that you want to go hide it and bury it. And, uh, you know, maybe you could even put a note on there where you buried it and why it was a special place to you. But just write Right. Make a time capsule to talk to somebody 2,000 years from now. Put yourself in there. Immortal. Okay. Now, I'm going to jump right in here and give you your poetry prompts. Remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Um, you can use the, uh, the prompt as the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, whatever you do is up to you. So let's get started. Number one, absence. Absence. Number two, a love I could never afford. A love I could never afford. Number three, before glasses. Before glasses. Number four, desert heart. Desert heart. Number five, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Number six, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Number seven, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Number eight, I dreamed about that. I dreamed about that. Number nine, love, then I looked again. Then I looked again. Number 11, tell me something I didn't know. Tell me something I didn't know. Number 12, Library books and streetlights. I, I, when I first read that one, I was looking at it, and then I got to thinking about it. This is a really good one. Library books and streetlights. Number 13, check your inbox. I'm not really sure if that was a prompt or if they were telling me to check my inbox, but I thought it was a good prompt, so I took it. <laughs> All of these prompts come from you, the poets. I would post, post before the show every week, and you guys give me all kinds of uh, prompts, and we grab some, and we put some in, in the hold bins so we can grab them when we need them. So if yours isn't on here, don't think it is gone forever. It is being held, and we can use it again next week if we need to. So 13 was check your inbox. And then my contribution for the week is out of all the poems, you had to walk into mine. Out of all the poems... You had to walk into mine. Remember, you can write, write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all the prompts in one poem. But before you do anything at all, remember your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise that you do every single time you sit down to anything that inspires you to write. This exercise is to highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we write to it. We all have knee-jerk reactions to inspiration. It's called brain muscle memory. When we sit down and somebody writes a poem about October, I guarantee you that 90% of the poems will all have a common theme. But then there's going to be that other 10%. I want you to be that other 10%. I want you to search beyond the typical reaction you have to inspiration and find the things under the fluff. Find the things under the basic, under the common. All right? So to do this, what I want you to do is, with the prompts that I just gave you, I want you to start out on a clean journal page, and I want you to write the first prompt at the top of the page, 
And then I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems. You could write to that one prompt. So don't write a poem yet to it. I want to know six different poems you could write to that one prompt. When you're finished with that one, move on to the next, move on to the next, until you have at least six different, at least six different poet, poem ideas for each of the, uh, each of the 14 prompts. Okay? I guarantee you will not make it to the end of this without something grabbing a hold of you and running away, and I 100% guarantee it will be something that surprises you when you're done. All right, this trains your brain to be a kaleidoscope and you aren't going to have to even do this forever. I would suggest that you don't have to. You know, you only have to do 20, something 21 times for it to be a habit. So if you start doing this, anytime you think of something, your brain will automatically start flipping through things like, oh, and I remember what the girl in nine and a half weeks sitting on that thing that turned the the a slideshow thing. I don't remember what it is. Something anywhere. Anyway, your, your brain will be a kaleidoscope and just start flipping through ideas automatically without having to do this. But you should still do this always. Your journaling assignment for this week, and remember this is yoga pants time with your muses. Not, uh, you're not writing for public consumption. Just one-on-one time with your thoughts. If something turns into something writable, then and I'm sure it will, but, you know, that's just, you can sort that out later. But right now, it's just time to free write. It's a lot time with your thoughts. No reins, no girdles, no shackles, no fences. Just free fall, free writing. Start to write. Don't think. You know, just chase thoughts till they run out. And don't be afraid of wrong turns or dark alleys. Just follow the inspiration wherever it goes. So this week, I want you to think of your brain as a hallway with many doors. Then, opening your journal to a clean page, I want you to start off your journaling assignment by writing the sentence, the door creaked open, revealing a long-forgotten room. And then just write from there, wherever that thought takes you. Okay? Think of your brain as a hallway with many doors and start off with the sentence, the door creaked open, revealing, revealing a long forgotten room. Now we have our writing exercise, and I think that I might save this for next week so that I have time to. We've got our, our uh, lineup starting to fill up. So I think that I'm going to save your new writing exercise for next week. Let me just change that real quick so I remember. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the last of this so that we can get to our callers. I want you to remember as I finish this up, remember that as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have that output. You know, so read, read, read. Feed your brain. It has to have that. And the same thing for living. You know, do things you don't normally do. Don't sit in the house all the time. Don't watch TV. Don't just, you know, stare at four walls. Go out and experience new things in life. Do things you wouldn't normally do. Shop at a different grocery store. I mean, something as simple as that. You never know. Ration is out there waiting for you to trip on it. So feed your brain 
so it can feed your paper. As our writer's discipline, every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. And if I get so tired of people telling me, I don't like writing haikus, then write a 17-syllable sentence. I don't care. It's reason it's called a discipline. It's something you have to do. And out of all the things that I give you, this is absolutely 100% the one that will change you for the better as a writer more than any other thing I ever say. Every day, go out and find your 17 syllables. You give so much to yourself, to everybody else all day long. I want you to reclaim 17 syllables worth of time that belongs to you and your, your own self. Carry a paper with you. Carry a pencil with you. When you think about it, write it down. If it doesn't have enough syllables, go back and fix it later. Right? The point is, is to get it down. So every day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. All right. Now, I'm going to run through those prompts again really quickly before we move on. Number one, absence. Two, a love I could never afford. Three, before glasses. Four, desert heart. Five, Groundhog Day. Six, I'm coming home. Seven, thanks for sharing. Eight, I dreamed about that. Nine, love is the portal. Ten, then I looked again. Eleven, tell me something I didn't know. Twelve, library books and streetlights. Thirteen, check your inbox. And fourteen, out of all the poems, you had to walk into mine. All right, that's it, you guys, for this week's edition from Inspiration from the Inkwell. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right, I am going to play an audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a piece played by one of you, one of our poets. So if you're interested in having something played on the air, you can mail those, email those to me at the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio poetry, audio files, something like that in the subject line for me. I'll get them uploaded to the show and we can play them for the world. This week, I am starting off with a piece that Jimmy Ray Davis just sent in called While the, while, <laughs> excuse me, while the Lily Pads Applaud. Here we go. Shine with me. Show me your dreams. Let's dance while the lily pads applaud. Holding on as the rain cleanses our souls and fireflies light the path we make our way home, ever sweet as the old world crumbles away, a destry landscape or a poem forgotten until yesterday, a kiss neath the willows as billowing clouds paint pictures in the skies of our eyes, join me now in a unified glissade. A beautiful piece. Oh my gosh! It's a, I didn't listen to it. I don't. You know, I don't have to censor Jimmy. I, I, I haven't listened to that. I wanted to wait and hear it on the air the first time. And I was going to play it last week, but he wasn't here, so I waited till this week to play it, so he would be here. And he is actually here. He's our first caller tonight, so I will talk to him about that in a moment. Hey, Robbie, saw so you just jump in to the chat room. Welcome. 
Welcome, everybody. If you are trying to get into the chat room and it is not letting you in, just keep refreshing your page. It seems to work a little bit better on Firefox than it does on Google. Um, but yeah, I'm getting messages saying people can't get in on the chat. So if you're trying to get into chat, just keep trying. Just keep refreshing. Keep poking it with a stick. It'll let you in eventually. All right. So what comes next? You guys come next. That's what comes next. All right. So the number again to call if you would like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. 646-593965 if you would like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. Even if I know who you are and I say your name, it's still important that you have um, that you have your name attached to your work, that people know who's reading. You know, if you don't do that, seriously, I get all these pings from people popping up saying, who's this, who is this, who's reading? And it's like squirrels, you know me. It's like butterflies. It's like glittery things. You know, my, it's distracting, and I need to be paying attention to you. So please, very important, introduce yourself, okay? Right now, um, you can read two poems, two regular length poems, or you can read one long one. If the lines get too busy tonight and I need to cut you back to just one, I will let you know when that happens. I, we haven't done that, had to do that in a long time. I try to be real conscious of time on that. Um, but I just want to let you know that that could happen. When you're done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, network with you, get to know you and your work better. And then please remember, we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything here, with the exception of hardcore erotica porn poems. We have mature rating, not an adult rating. So no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Beyond that, you are good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are coming up in the lineup. We have area code 702, followed by 731, followed by 419. And as I said, I, as I said I'll be updating that as we go on in the show so you kind of have an idea. So let's go ahead and bring on 702. No introduction needed, but here he goes. 702, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machine is in the house. Damn, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. You missed you last week. I, You know what? I, I had a telehealth appointment that went late, and I knew by the time I called in, I'd be like probably two hours into the show, and I wasn't going to be able to make it. And uh, it, it really it hurt, though, not being here. I felt the, I felt the absence. I really did. Um, but I got to say one thing. Nyla, do you have the uh, – can you turn off the sensor button real quick? You got that for me? I have to. Yeah, just, just real quick. Okay. Okay. I just want to say I am fucking stoked because check this out. I am like in seventh heaven here. So we got all the regulars here, which is awesome. It's like coming back to family. We've got red wine, 12 roses, <laughs> roses in the house. She hasn't been you to the TV show. Chat. I was so excited. <laughs> in forever. I got Nismec, my man, my brother, Nismec, Dave Kuhn. Um, I got Robbie just checked in, right? I think you just, yeah, Robbie's here. 
Oh my goodness, uh, Noreen is in the house. I like, I'm like ready to almost cry over here. Um, you know, I got Kieran P. Baird in Scotland listening right now. Wonderful poet. We're gonna get him on the show one day. Um, man is incredible. Tyler, isn't he? He's on TikTok, isn't he? That's that's Kieran. I was getting I was getting to the other folks. Uh, <sighs> Tyler, Tyler, uh, Stephen Tittle. He is here. Uh, from TikTok. And let me just tell you, uh, he may read tonight. I think he's in the queue. Uh, it's his first time here. So I told him, just if you want, just get your feet wet, listen. But man, it's it's uh, it's family here. You know, like I said, it, it's like you always say, Nyla, it's just uh, uh, no judgments, no, no presumptuous, uh, you know, attitudes. It's just, we're having fun. We're kicking back. We're, we're saying our words. It's a coffee and, and shop. Just, it's a coffee shop. We're loving every moment There's of no it. There's no bullshit uh, in coffee shop. Get a coffee here from. Oh, she's busy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great. It's beautiful. This this dream that you had, this vision you had, so many years ago, and and, and to just think of how it came into fruition and and where we are today after so many years. It's great. <clears throat> I digress, and uh, I do that sometimes. Try not to do that too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm very happy. Uh, uh, Tyler, Stephen, Tyler. Tittle is here. He's from TikTok. He's excellent. If you hear this, you're mm-hmm. gonna just you're gonna immediately be like wowed. And um, I'm setting I'm setting I'm setting him a big bar, but he's gonna he's gonna jump right over that bar. Um, he's a little cutie patootie too, you guys. Tails, huh? <laughs> I just say oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, no no shame in, in Nyla's game. Um <laughs> Tails from a tired mind and within uh, within the words uh are also maybe listening but I haven't got a confirmation. But I try to bring folks in. Uh as you know, I only I only reach out and personally invite the creme de la creme. Uh, you know, as 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 we know with our wonderful boat captain, Michael Todd is also in the house. I know that because you mentioned his area code. I think Michael's going to get a kick out of this first poem I'm going to read. Uh, yeah, what a wow, what a night, what a great welcome back for me after missing a week. And uh, Nyla, and then you're the icing on top of the cake. No, no pun. You can I you can flip frosting. the button. <laughs> I know you no, do. and you can say, you, you can say the word fuck on this show. That's not porn. I'm talking about nipples and things. You can't do that. Yeah, no. I mean, we can say, well, you see, that's a bad example because nipples not bad. Well, you can't show a nipple on Facebook. I know, but I can't say anything worse than that. I'll lose my rating. All right. You know well, what I'm talking about? Tell me, tell yeah, me about know. the mind play of eroticism. Don't give me the roadmap. Right. Well, no, and you bring up a good point. Erotic writing, true erotica, is not pornography, and it, and it's no. it's never presented Absolutely that way. Not. Two completely different things, as we both know. All right. I'm going crazy enough. Listen, so I wrote a poem, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to read the first poem I'm going to read tonight. I'm not going to post or – I haven't done a video for it yet. I'm going to post it in a couple of days, so whoever's tuned in gets a preview – uh, we'll call it a, another speakeasy exclusive. This one's a little different for me. You know, Jimmy, the word machine is the dark poet. Um, but this one is called Banana Bread Brawl. And we talk about prompts all the time. I literally was I was on some recipe thing because I was cooking, and, and things pop up all the time. But recipe, let me tell you something. That's the worst site you can be on for pop-ups. And this thing popped up, and the, the words caught me, banana bread brawl. And it was a recipe thing. It was like, uh, you know, 
whatever, whoever's banana bread against the store brand, and they were doing like a head-to-head comparison. But I just couldn't get that phrase out of my head, banana bread brawl. And I, quit, and I thought, i got to write this. But, of course, I'm not going to write anything as mundane as comparing banana breads. So with no further ado, this is Banana Bread Brawl. Crumbs were flying. Jesse was crying. She couldn't believe her eyes. It was a banana bread bake, for goodness sake, not a boxing match in July. Aunt Gertie said that her banana bread was the best in all the land. Aunt Hilda replied that she thought it was dry and flavor-wise quite bland. Gert's jaw slacked. Bitch, take it back or I'll show you what is what. Hilda just laughed and said, kiss my ass before getting punched in the gut. She quickly went down without a sound but came up with a fresh loaf of bread. With fire in her eyes, she gave a war cry and smashed it on Gertie's head. Just then, Uncle Clay jumped into the fray, took a hard swing at Uncle Bert. Bert held up his tooth that just got knocked loose and said, Hell, Clay, that didn't hurt. The two men took to fighting, scratching and biting and rolling like kids in the hay. Cousin Elroy took a pie, hit Grandpa between the eyes as Grandma silently prayed. Everybody was cussing, fuming and fussing, and the banana bread lay in the dirt. Now filled with rage, Jessie grabbed her 12-gauge and two shells from the pocket of her skirt. The shotgun blast boomed, after which silence loomed. Jessie coughed and then made it clear. Y'all ruined my day now. Just go away. That's right. Get the fuck up out of here. I slipped into the shed with the last banana bread, not sharing, just eating it all. I'll never forget the day my family went cray-cray, the infamous banana bread brawl. End piece. I cannot tell you how much I absolutely love that. That is so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have never wanted to see one of your poems become a real-life video in my entire life. Except for Wildwood. No, I'm talking about like a little screenplay, a little screenplay, a little mini short, movie short, where you actually uh, okay. use actors and you act this out. Well, maybe we could, you know, maybe, or maybe like an animated short. That could be pretty funny. That would be funny. Uh-huh. A little six people <laughs> anime or something. That is, that was, that was absolutely a delight to follow along with and read and hear you, I mean, not read, but hear you read. <laughs> it was fun to write, and and as you know, I I always, I, you know, if there's a style, I know a lot of poets will 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 strictly you know stick to a certain uh, you know theme, you know, thematic in their works, or or a seriousness or or a lightheartedness, uh, and that's great. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're probably actually doing smarter than I am because they're probably getting a bigger audience that way with familiarity. My theme is to bring something different to the table all the time. Uh, as you know, I like to explore different avenues, not, and in the case of Banana Bread Brawl, not, not all dark. Um, for the uh, second poem, I was a little up in the air because I do have a new Wildwood poem. Ooh. And I know that that is your My forte. My ears perked your, up your, there. You're wild. You're uh you are the Wildwood uh, queen, basically. I mean, you inspired one of the original characters. Is I, Are you going to read it? Well, I, I, I thought about reading it, and gonna... I thought, well, we have old folks here. Uh, I wondered maybe if I should do that one or if I should do an old classic. But now that I'm thinking about it, I can't do that to you, Nyla. I think that you, you've been waiting with bated breath for your Wildwood. And we are, and the story is moving along. We are coming to that. Conclusion, which promises to be pretty dire. 
as you I well know. I can't wait. I was, I was looking to see if you sent it to me so I could read along with you, but you did not, so I'm, I'm just going to listen. No, I'm actually sending it right now, sent. Uh, <laughs> I meant to send Thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah, I, I love just, it when you guys do that, so, by the way, so I can read along while you're reading. So just a little Marvin. quick. Uh, oh. <laughs> so with Wildwood, uh, of course, I introduced a bunch of colorful characters, most of them kind of quirky, kind of off a little bit, maybe some a little darker than others. Um, you were added, actually, in the, re- in the revamp of the first Wildwood uh, as a character, uh, Spirit Wild, your old handle. Mm-hmm. And as the story has gone so far, we've done introductions, which has been great, because I took these characters that were literally occupied one small four-line verse and now have had huge, you know, full-length poems devoted to them so we can get to know a little bit more about them and the mystery surrounding Wildwood. And now we are on the road trip phase. So we already know that they're having this dream. They're seeing this clown. They're being compelled to come back to this motel that they all are glad they got away from. This is the greatest series ever. And last time, um, the last poem was Road Trip Debbie. So we got to hear Debbie's return trip and how she's pining for Stan, and, and there's a lot going on there. Um, so in this next one, uh, downtown Marvin, you remember he, the, the teenager played basketball, lived there with his grandpa on his pit bull. Um, in the first poem that he had, we found out he had some bad luck, and now he's coming back. And this is his poem. This is Road Trip Marvin, part of the Wildwood Saga. Man, this is some bullshit. Some dumbass bitch clown turns our dreams upside down and we running back like scared-ass kids. Fuck, man, I'm over this shit. But I admit, down in the pit of my stomach, it'd be freaking me the fuck out. Either we being toyed with or this some straight out of the Bible reckoning being on directing forces with one course. Surprise, surprise, redemption or demise. So what now? We go back to the Wildwood Hooskow? I got nothing to lose. Lost Gramps way back, and my doggie was killed out at my uncle's ranch. Thumb to lift with this trucker. I guess I'll see all of those fuckers. Crazy-ass Stan, Cheryl Madrid, Debbie the crack whore, and that poetry kid. The Butcher Brothers, ooh, make me flinch. And that wicked old Nazi bitch. Heading out for a family reunion in hell at the Wildwood Motel. What the fuck could my sin be? Only thing I can think is Lucy, but that couldn't be it. Could it? End poem. Lucy. <sighs> okay, is there another one? Is there another another one what? That's all you, you get from Marvin. I'm not giving everything away in each poem. We got you. Got to build. You when Lord of the Rings the came out, you know, and and it's like, oh, what? Two freaking years till the next one? I have to wait two freaking years for. What if I get hit by a bus? I swear, I made my kids promise that if I get hit by a bus, that they would cremate me and take me to the rest of the movies before they dumped me out. And so it's like that. It's like you know, I have to. Like, I'm horrible. I have, I have no patience. I'm horrible. Well, they'll all be collected. They'll all be collected in a book eventually. But for now, you have to wait chapter by chapter. And um, yeah, it's exciting. We've got many more to come. We have uh, some more folks returning, and then we've got the conclusion coming up. Also, have a new abattoir poem. We'll save that one for next week. And I want to get off of here. So, Mr. Michael Todd from West Tennessee and the rest of the poets who are following, possibly 
possibly, Tyler Stephen Tittle from TikTok. Can't wait to hear him. And uh, that's that, man. I am so happy to be here. Thank you again, Nyla. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok under the name Word Machinist. On Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. I love you guys. I love the show. Nyla, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Everybody in the chat room is saying they want banana bread now. <laughs> well, the video's funny. coming up. I'll send it to you when I make it, Nyla. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it. I think they're talking about the real banana bread, though. <laughs> no, I want the real banana bread. I want you to send me some real banana bread. Get off it. Get on it. You can do this. I, I, I believe in you. All right. I'll do the Wildwood version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bite into it, and there's a clown. Great. All right, Jimmy. Love you. Fantastic <laughs> job, as always, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Now, take care now. <laughs> Good night. Okay, our next caller, the Firefly of My Heart, 731, you are on the air. Hello, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Uh, You sound pretty good today. I'm sorry that you're down. I didn't realize that you were sick. I missed last week because I got caught on the backside of Kentucky Lake, and uh, it was dark. And uh, that was it. What happened? Oh, like you were really, like, stuck out there, like, like, Deliverance type stuff? I was working. No, I was working. Oh. Kentucky, like, that's, a, okay. that's on the other side of Paris. That's, that's an offshoot. Of the <laughs> Turn you on a rowboat on the other side of a lake in the dark no. in the boonies. And someone's making you squeal no. like a pig or something. Jeez, don't scare no, me. No, that's no, no okay, good. squeal. Hey, uh, <laughs> is Rich on the line? Uh, is Rich on the line? Okay, I'm gonna take that as a no. I got to pull my I don't. I can save it. I don't. I don't see him on right now. No. That's all right. I got it. I'm I'm gonna do a haiku for you. It's a little long, so I'll just do one tonight. It's two haikus actually. I love it. I'm going to do a haiku for you. It's a little long. <laughs> uh, That's cute. Well, you know, you know how uh, sometimes I, I kind of give a little uh, disclaimer in a poem, what it's about, what it means. In, in this one right here, although I even sent it to you because you said you like to read along. You told Jimmy that. I do. So you, yep, I so do. you can read on. So, so there's a little disclaimer. It's in the middle, but I can't show you that because cause I've never written it down and I never will. So uh, uh, before I get started, I, I've got to say that, uh, you know, I'm kind of like borderline diabetic now, and I've had to stop a lot of things. And my favorite thing that I had to give up was bananas. So thanks a lot, Jimmy. Now I've got nothing but bananas on the brain. <laughs> there I was, minding my own business. Staying out of trouble. Anyway, banana bread's a big thing in our house. We've got we've got a, like a couple of pans that they're special made. They're like they're like cornbread skillets, cast iron skillets. You best not be cooking anything but cornbread in that skillet or banana bread in those little oblong pans. That's all that goes in them. Because if you do cook something else, 
it guarantees that it'll stick the next time and there will be heck to pay. <laughs> I love it. So there. Okay. <clears throat> Here's my little haiku set. It's called Pay No Mind. Part one. No plans to return. Now forever off the rails. Never coming back. I had lunch recently with a really close friend of mine. We went to a restaurant that we've been to many times before. It's a special place. We got a table in under the skylights, which always fascinates me. We got some good pictures. And uh, that, that girl is one of my closest friends, and we've been friends for over a decade. It's probably the last time we'll leave there because Due to her good fortune, she got a new job and is moving a couple of states south. And uh, in a few weeks, I just won't see her anymore. Uh, we talk a little bit about getting back together and whatever, but it's not going to happen. It's a 12-hour drive. And for me, a 12-hour drive is uh, about 18 hours because i got to make a lot of pit stops. I'm at that age now. Uh, when, you, when you get way deep in age, you, uh, you just keep these things compile. But as uh, as she is departing from my sphere, uh, I'm reminded of the first person I ever lost. And I do a good job of forgetting about that person until it happens again. You'd be amazed how many times in uh, seven decades of life that you will, you'll, you'll lose somebody. I'm not necessarily saying that they pass on from the walks of this life. They just they go a different way. And uh, when I was in the fifth grade, that's really going back. Um, there was a girl in my class, and and I really thought a lot of her. Uh, she may be like three inches taller than me, but a lot of poor people were. Um, was it just the cutest girl in the class? She had a really bad short haircut and wore brown sweaters if the temperature was below 70, and that's never a good look. But uh, we had a lot of fun on the playground and assignments together. And one time we got to ride a a bus together because we went to the zoo and uh, more than likely I spent more time with her that day at the zoo and I don't really remember what an animal I saw. So I said she made a pretty good impression. Well, toward the end of our fifth grade year, um, and and I heard this second, third, and fourth hand, but I heard from enough people to know it really happened. Is she was in a car with her mom and dad and her brother and it was uh, probably a straight shift and and uh, Dad probably wasn't paying a whole lot of attention when he was across the railroad track and the car stalled. Well, it took him a couple of tries to get it cranked up again, and the mom was a little frantic, and kids were a little nervous, and she was on the back back seat there and looking up, and that train was coming, and the train can make one hell of a sound, especially when it's in your general direction. Well, he got his car started. He got off the track, and everything was just fine. They went on their way, and I'm sure that... that the guy was relieved that everything was fine, and the wife was fussing at him, and, and the kids got over it, and, and everybody has close calls in life, and you walk away from it and say, well, thank goodness that went okay. The only thing is, is, is my friend Kathy Wilson, she, she didn't get over it, and uh, she didn't come to school for the last two weeks of the year there, and uh, lost track of her, and, and uh, after a couple of weeks, went over to where she lived and 
and our house had a for sale sign. And I went around the back, and and the uh, the swing set was gone, and any other signs of life. I stuck my nose up to the to the windows, and it was gone. It's the fastest thing I ever vacated. You can't believe it. And uh, I asked two or three of the neighbors, and I think the third one I asked said one word, Alabama. Well, it just threw me. And I, I wasn't sure how far away that was, but it was south. Uh, anyway, out of sight, out of mind, uh, lost track of your kids. And, you know, the following, well, not that summer, but the following summer, we were in my yard playing wiffle ball. Probably a dozen of us, something we did during the summer. Kids played out outdoors. And a car pulled up in front. And I walked over and I looked and I recognized her mom. And I closer as her dad driving and I got to the back. She was in the back seat and uh, got out. And we talked for four or five minutes. And it was just kind of a surreal thing for a, a sixth-grade kid at that time to go through. And after about five minutes, we didn't have anything to talk about. But I was really happy to see her. And she looked great. And, and I, I asked the question, of, well, are you moving back? And her mom cut me a hard look and shook her head. And uh, they went on ahead and she got back in the car and they left. And I thought, well, that's great. I can't wait to see her again. Maybe it won't be quite so awkward. Some of the other kids were standing there watching them. And uh, they were talking amongst themselves and and, uh, and listening to some of them. They said words like uh, uh, Looney Bin and Nut House and whatever. And... Uh, Found out later that, that that she snapped when that happened, and, and she didn't get over it. I'm sure she did eventually. I don't know, but I can't find her. You know, getting on this Internet thing, you think you can find anybody. can't find her. I've looked. But um, anyway, that all comes back to mind when somebody else slips away. And, uh, and that's really all this is about the uh, second part of the haiku as lessons are learned from my gathered past details out of mind and sight. And uh, I might add that there will be a few people listening to this, but there's only going to be a handful of people. They're going to wonder, why did he refuse to write that down? He writes everything down. And the fact is, in my mind, I refuse to commit that to memory. Just not going to do it. In peace. I thought it was a beautiful story of love, though. You know, especially knowing that the kids are sitting behind you saying Looney Bin, Cuckoo Nest, all that other stuff, and none of that even entered your mind. You just want, wanted to talk to her, wanted to see, you thought she looked fine, you know, just that, that innocence of youth. You know, I am really glad that you shared that story, and you may not want it committed to memory, but I don't know if I'll ever forget it, Michael. I don't know if I would want to. I thought it was beautiful. You know, not because of what happened to her. That's tragic part of the story that I heard. That wasn't the main part of the story I heard. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, if anybody wants to come see me, you can find me at mikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's where I hang out. 
M Y K E T O D D. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. And you got a lot of them. They're stacked up like cordwood. Jimmy Ray said so. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I love you dearly. Thank you for being here and sharing tonight. Love you back. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Michael. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I do want to let Let me check real quick. Area code 513, you are not in the lineup. If you want to read tonight, please press 1 on your phone so I know it's okay for me to unmute you. You will not lose your place in line because I wrote you down when you called in. I did, there you go. I got gotcha. you. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on my rebel rouser, Rebel Uh-oh. Jones. Uh-oh. Oh, Robbie's going to be mad that I rolled your R. Hey, Rebel. How are you, sweetheart? Trouble just entered the building. Oh, no. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't How you scared. doing, Miss Nyla? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. So I was going to read something totally different tonight, but something you said in the beginning struck me to go back in my archives and bring back my stage fright um, poem. Because I get incredibly scared anytime I do a, 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 any performance. I get incredibly nervous. My, my palms mm-hmm. start to sweat. My legs and knees begin to buckle and... My shirt is drenched because I'm just, I'm dying up there. I'm exactly the same. You know, I've worked in radio since I was 18 years old. But every, I, and even though That's not that long talking on the radio isn't, yeah, just, just a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> and even though talking on the radio isn't speaking in public, I still know you guys are out there. And right. it's it's terrifying to me, you know, getting up on stage. Nope. I always have to have a piece that I've rehearsed really well that's kind of a signature thing because if I can get through that and exhale, then I'll be okay and I can go on to something else. But, oh, it's horrible. But I do it anyway. Well, people tell me they don't believe it, that that I get stage fright. So I had to give it to them poetically with great detail of what it does to me every time I perform. So this is my vulnerability at its finest. It's called Stage Fright, The Silent Ugly. Awkward moments during full disclosure penetrating through hidden honesty, making the most uncomfortable. I'm one of those. I get to shaking inside, sweating profusely. My legs and feet begin tingling. Look at this room full of heads just staring at me. Not sure what to expect, and I guess I own a fear of disappointing and not living what they came to hear. I envision a magical vision of an awe-stricken, jaw-dropping crowd. That's the ego showing me snippets of possibilities. But a deeper voice teaches me that it's not really what it's all about. For some, it's a gift to resist this discomfort. For me, it's on the spot performance discomfort. I'm dying inside. Every time I got the mic, I'm too real for a career in performance. It's too uncomfortable to act. So I got to get deep inside of myself to get to the root source of where these root, where these words originated. And that's the energy you feel when my spoken word comes vocally pouring out of me. 
that's when the barrier between mentally understanding and communicating with the inner spirits are broken apart. The bond of man, the bond of man and muse has now taken a creative start. Now my daily thoughts are replaced with visions of other worlds and the use of a creative art. Now false positives in the terms of confidence has temporarily blocked the effects of the discomfort out long enough for you to experience something worthy and magical to go home and talk about. Jeez. Feel that for sure. <laughs> that was great, Rebel. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And then I brought some new ink too. I just wrote this today. And it's it's bigger piece of a it's a, or it's a a piece of a bigger collaboration between um, myself, um, Clarence Ferguson Jr. and um, I can't pronounce her real name, but it's poetic pretty wings. <clears throat> so the prompt is, I'm so high off for you, and this is my verse. You come to me in the world. You come to me when the world sleeps. My curvaceous God is cloaked in verse. Your whispers like song draw me in. I'm so high off you. Driven wild by my eternal thirst. Your touch a warm tingling wave of syllables. Slides over me a sensual tide. Each word a caress of promise in your arms I willingly abide by. Pen attached to hand. My fingers possessed to write. The paper beneath my fingers breathes alive as your curves sculpted in metaphors entice the weak in corners of my mind where there exists no will of ability to say no or deny the fruits you wish to feed me. I, your scribe, long for more than ink can give me by mere writing. Poetry, I am committed to shoot you in my bloodstream just to be closer to being one with you. In moments of doubt, when the page remains bare, your absence avoid cold, damp, and dark abandonment issues I have. Fear that you will not stay with me forever, but leave me lost in the realms of broken hearts. In this dance of words, I lose myself intoxicated in your endless grace. Your voice, a melody, and my own madness seduces me. I'm so high off of you, my confession in this addiction, I'm free except for the prison of my own obsessive possessive way with you my pen an extension of our union craft sonnets on your skin a sight unseen each stanza stroke a passion you my muse my queen my dream in the quiet aftermath your echo lingers a haunting melody of fulfilled desires and fantasies not yet discovered the dissatisfaction, the exhaustion, the longing for the next encounter, for the ink to catch fire, touch me there. Once more in that place that makes your words shiver through my arms and cause my ink to explode, I'm so high off you. A whisper of truth in the ink, in the ache, in the, ache, in the blissful rush, poetry, my addicting, my addiction, my love, my muse, and your embrace, I Find my silent, peaceful hush. Peace. Wow. You know, I love the line in there. Um, what was it? Craft sonnets on your skin? Something like that? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was meant to come no. out. Um, 
it was meant to come out, and I think I just couldn't stop writing to go back and edit. But it was meant to come out as a unseen tattoo of Sonic on her skin. <clears throat> That creates some great I wanted imagery. to relate poetry to just this sexual, beautiful goddess of a woman. Well, you did that for sure. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome, sweetheart. <laughs> you are very welcome. And I by the Rebel way, Jones. I found I found that which was missing. Oh, I'm glad just you see. did. Thank you. I thought I was going yes, crazy. Yes, I did. I did too, but yes, it has been located. Okay, good, good. I I do have a brain injury, but I'm fairly certain I did this. (laughs) You did, and thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. I wish I could have done more, but I'm I'm struggling right now myself. Um, That was amazing. Every little tiny bit helps. Every... Everything someone can do is amazing. You know, it takes a village to keep a village alive, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. You are most welcome. I mean, for you, I did it for me, too, for selfish reasons, because I love being here every Thursday night when I can. I mean, this is my favorite spot to be with, my favorite peoples. Well, I agree with you. You know, everyone always says, you know, thank you for doing this. What they don't understand is that how much I get out of being here with you guys. You know, it scares me to death the thought of it ending ever. You know, well, it's just I think, why I think everybody that does everybody help honest, all that recognition. I think most everybody. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I could speak for most everybody by saying we feel the same about you, Nala. You're awesome. Tell everyone how to find you, because they should. Um, you can find me here at the Speakeasy on Thursdays. Um, Michigan's a big state, but you can start looking at the top and work your way down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm once in a while in the halls of Facebook and Clubhouse at Rebel Jones. I'm on TikTok, but I haven't produced much for it lately. I've been real busy um, as Poetry by Rebel Jones. Um, same with YouTube. I got a YouTube channel, uh, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. And you can also find me working with the likes of C-Double 34 Music, Clarence Ferguson Jr. We're on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and where else Clarence, wherever else Clarence puts his music. Um, yeah, come find me. Do it, you guys. You heard him. Just do it. And like Nike. Thank you Just for waking up today. Thank you for waking Thank up you for today. dialing in today. Put my ink <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> yes, you did. Indeed. Thank you, you sweetheart. We'll talk to you yes, soon, ma'am. Really. Cool. All right. Our next callers, let me go ahead and give the line up that. In fact, I'll go ahead and go down a few more to give you to answer Jimmy's question, our next caller comes from area code 609-346-860-240-585-and-513. Those will be 
the lineup as we move forward. So let's go ahead and grab 609. 609, you are on the air. Mr. Inspiration himself. 609, are you with me? Are you muted? Dun, 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 This is my whole music. Dun, 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 609. Paul, are you there? You were right. I was right. muted, and I had to fight with my tablet <laughs> to get back to unmute myself. I cannot believe you made me sing to everybody. <laughs> hey, I, look, that's payback from something that you did. I'm sure there was something along the line, so we're even now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure I did something, too, at some point somewhere, probably pretty recently. It might. It may have been some of your prompts. You know, because I don't know where you come up with this uh, plethora of ideas that she should put you to work, but I love it. You know, I used to do them for years and years and years, up until about six months ago. Actually, not probably about four months ago. I did them all. And then I was running really late one day, and so it's like, okay, I need help. So I threw a post out on my page saying, hey, guys, I need prompts for tonight's show. And I got so many of them, and it was so fun that I've just kept it going. So all of the prompts... But a couple come from you guys every week off of my page. So you, you oh, have wow. your fellow poets to thank for those prompts. Yeah. Thanks, people. Pretty cool. <laughs> right? So if you, if you uh, write to any of those, I want to hear them, okay? Just saying. Did you meet yourself again? Paul. Paul, where'd you go? No, you muted yourself I'm not again. muted. Oh, there you are. I don't know where I'm you went, but I couldn't hear you. Can you. Can you hear me now? Do you, yeah, do you have me on speakerphone? Yeah, I had my earbuds in at first. All right. Well, take but, me off speakerphone see. and just talk into your phone. Please. Can you hear me this way? I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, okay, good. I got my earbuds back in. Uh, I guess they're earbuds. They they have cords attached to them. They're not the fancy ones like everybody else has. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just don't move because you sound good right now. Okay, I'm frozen. (laughs) I'm not going to move. Did I lose it? Let me see. Uh... I was all set up, and now I think I lost it. I call myself being prepared, but I do have two pieces for tonight. And, okay, the first one is called This Place. There is this place of three hots and a cot, a place where in time so often you become forgot. And you're forced to survive in a state of not a lot. A place where you are surrounded by degrees of pain, frustration abounds, threatening to drive you insane. And despite all quote-unquote efforts, there's very little you actually gain. There is this place resembling a private zoo where freedoms and dignity are stripped from you. And the majority of the exhibits are people of color, too, the throwaway of this red, white, and blue. 
This place where time seems to practically stop. This place that has made you the most recent cash crop and odds are stacked to prevent you from ever rising to the top. A place you can rarely, if ever, escape from completely. It shall follow you and haunt you, and not very discreetly, and label you, hinder you, attempt to destroy you cold-bloodedly. A place designed to break the spirit of those who look like you and me. And quite often, this place is cast upon you unjustly. I have been in that place to serve my time. And if that time is served, I will kiss my own behind because 18 years later, I'm still being punished for my crime. Time served is not but another of their lies. Place affects nearly every home of the black race, caused oceans of tears to fall from hundreds of thousands of innocent black faces as racial ambiguity governs most cases. Rehabilitation and preparation for your release are disturbingly slim because they really want to and wait to welcome you back in with a snide, sadistic, inhumane grin. This disproportionate incarceration of Nubian kings must cease. It's destroying our family structures, swapping pain for peace, leaving feelings of abandonment from daughter, sons, wives, husbands, nephew, and niece. Financial despair arrives in your stead, families engulfed with heartache and dread, and the enemy is loose, trying to get into and mess up your head. This vicious crippling cycle must be stopped. Too many gallons of black blood end up in a prison mop. Their meaning of rehabilitation is a flop. Concern for their future can be measured in one single drop. This place must be rehabilitated because it is surely broke. The steps taken to prepare them for release is a sick joke. It's merely a place where the reality of recidivism is stoked and dreams of success are intentionally choked. We must stand together and confront this place, this place that is filling our sons and daughters with unwarranted disgrace, where the pains and horrors can never be erased. God knows. We must stand up and rehabilitate this place. This place needs to be removed from time and space. The immediate return to the word and will of God and his everlasting grace, which surely prevent many of our men, women, and children from ever seeing the inside of this place. We need to remove ourselves from the enemy's hand and end this ungodly incarceration of the Nubian man. But this will never occur if we can't unitedly stand, and more importantly, return to the will of the great I am. Poem. Damn. Very stubborn, you know... 
All I can say is we need to teach our children to do better. You know? Yes. You know, what's so sad is I think our generation is, uh, this generation is like we were. We don't listen. If they would learn from our mistakes, they wouldn't have to do a lot of burning their butts. But um, we seem to like busting our butts. Yeah, people think that we've come so far, but I challenge everybody to go back from the year they were born and look at where we were with racial issues when we were Mm. born and where we've come in that amount of time and how things are still so messed up, you know? It's like the, the progress that was made was just an illusion, you know? I mean, yes, I do know there have been some, 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 some advances, but it seems like every step forward, another degree of hate comes from somewhere, and we take two steps backward as a nation. Yeah, it's so sad. Well, you know, I, I will oh, say this, sad. and then we're going to get to the rest of our callers, but, you know, when we were younger, mm-hmm. I didn't have – when I grew up, I was a screen door kid. You know, that was my entertainment, Ran, run outside and, and let the screen door bang, and I was off and running. My children were raised with computers. Their children are being raised even much more in a computer generation. You know, everything that I learned in my younger years, I learned from my school, my teachers, my friends, my family. Those were my opinions came from growing up. But it isn't that way with these new generations. They don't have to take what their parents say as gospel. They don't have to. They have so much information to make up their own minds about things now. And I have to believe that that is going to change things faster. You know, we, we are not left as victims to our, our parents' prejudices anymore. Yeah. But it seems like we're finding our own ways to, to just cripple ourselves. It, it, I don't know. I tell we are, but I hope our kids do better. Yes, exactly. Just claims that they do. But they, they are losing their imagination. They're losing their, their free thought. Everything is programmed to them from electronics. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's scary. That's why I tell people in a minute. I am so glad I'm past the halfway point in this life because what's to come is something that's <laughs> not going to be very nice. <laughs> it's not going to be nice. But who knows? There's always Were you going to read a second piece, hon? Sure. Let me see. Where is the what I was going to do? Right here. <laughs> I'm prepared with this one. It's called Winds of change. Can you feel ominous increase and building up of a torrential despair? A tsunami of debilitating stuff. Stuff that is hindering you, distracting you, blinding you even, binding you even, binding you from the simple truth of things even blinding you from you fueling your own storms, storms that are beating you down, storms that may have literally knocked you off 
your square, knocked off your royal crown, those crowns that had previously set us apart as children of the Most High God and King. So now it seems you are close to being destroyed by what the enemy sends to knock you down. Down into the fetid puddles and the muddy waters of your storms, storms that threaten to cause you to forget whose you are. Somehow, it's all gotten twisted. We are apparently using the wrong vision, making wrong decisions as we perceive our storms. Those storms with howling winds that we see as storms threatening us with destruction are actually, blessedly, the winds of change. Coming in, flushing out the mess and the mess spoken into our existence. Storms we lowered our guards for and allowed with little resistance to be crammed down our throats. Throats that should be shouting, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for those winds of change that are blowing out and cleaning out and preparing us. The blood of Christ defeats and compels misfortunes, stinking, thinking, and ips of Satan, and even Satan himself, to get thee behind. The blood of Christ is the most powerful weapon God's made available to mankind. Winds, storms, and defeat itself can only defeat us when we allow the ungodly to rent space in our minds. Minds are our most fertile ground and is where we lose most battles because we forget the source of our salvation. We forget the power we wield. We forget our Father created and commands the winds. As can each of us in Jesus' mighty names. Those winds when we look through our child of the most high eyes, we see them blessedly as winds of change. Opportunities for prayer and victory, not with us wallowing in defeat, loss, and misery. Each one of us has victory over all of our storms right in the palms of our hand. Tell your storms to cease and be still. Remember, calling upon the name of Jesus when you certainly can. Only when you remember you are a victorious child of the omnipotent great I am. Poem. Dang. You had home runs on both of those tonight, love. Thank you. I was feeling poetry. I was feeling speakeasy tonight. So before I called anywhere else, I I was actually here early today. Can you believe that? I had you were here early. I'm glad. Yes, I was here before the show began. (laughs) I ain't never did that. 
Well, good. You have all those prompts to, to work with and all kinds of stuff then. Oh, yeah. I got the prompts. So next week I'm coming back with something from the prompts. I think I know which one I'm going to do, but it's probably going to incorporate a couple of them. There's a couple of them I like, and I think I can do something really interesting with. So thank you for the prompts. You're and very welcome. And remember homework. our prize drawing right now. If you bring a friend that's never read on the show, then you get your name into the prize drawing, and it is amazing. So just remember. Oh, really? Yeah, you had me. Yep, and they get their name in there, too. Okay. So now I've got to go when start what? kidnapping folks. <laughs> I'm going to start kidnapping Eat. folks. <laughs> I, I approve. I got to with Gina. I know she's already, she's already in there real good. But that's all right. <laughs> I can run pretty quick. And Jimmy. And Jimmy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, I think Jimmy got uh, Gina beat, don't he? Or doesn't he? Excuse me. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> she still watches my English from heaven. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Give her a hug for me. Please give her a hug I for me. I surely will. I surely will. But uh, let me uh, tell folks where tell to find Tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, good. Yes, get off the mic so the rest can come in. You can find me every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Inspiration Factory with Epiphany the Frill Entertainment Network. It's where we do poetic praise. It's a profanity-free platform, and we just praise God, poetry, pray, whatever. That's 319-527-6300. Press 1 to get in queue and come on and celebrate with us. And then you can find me as Paul Sampson. Uh, Divine Inspiration on Facebook. But that's for free on uh, Instagram. And I don't remember what I'm on TikTok as because I don't hardly ever go on TikTok, but I do got one. (laughs) My nephew's sitting here laughing at me. (laughs) But that's about it. (laughs) Oh, too funny. I, I, All right, I'm, sweetheart. I'm just my space. I do too. Everybody does. <laughs> you probably don't even know about what my space was, but with that, I'm going to get on out the way and on to, in the words of Stan Phillips, on to the next. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. We'll Appreciate you. you as well, Nally. God bless you and your callers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller is area code 346. 346, you're on the air. Are you muted, 346? Hello, Miss Emmy. Are you there? Good evening. Yes. Hello. How are you? I am back. Thank you for asking. Kill me if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what I you have for us tonight, sweetheart? I don't think so. Well, you know, February is Black History Month, so I'm bringing you several pieces, but I'll be doing pieces the entire month. Um. You know, what was it, last week when you announced or whenever you announced about bringing people to the show, 
And you mentioned mm-hmm. several people. You didn't mention me. Now, I haven't always brought poets that perform, but I brought people to listen. But anyway, I shall tr- try my best. Um, so here we go. This uh, piece you, you is are, called... You're asking a lot of my COVID brain last week, I'm telling you. I, I know. <laughs> and by the way, how you feeling? I am testing negative. I'm feeling better. Not feel sick, cool. but I am feeling better. Yeah. Congratulations. So this first piece is called Hold On. Hold On. Hold on until slavery is abolished. Hold on until Jim Crow has been overturned. Hold on until you're, you are able to read a book legally. Hold on until your women are not raped any longer. Hold on until your men are no longer tied to a log and raped by men in front of the entire public plantation of slaves and various slave masters as those slave masters join in and take part in demoralizing and disgusting tradition. Hold on until your children are no longer ripped away from their nursing mothers and sold off to another plantation. Hold on until you're no longer placed on the oxen block naked to be treated as less than an animal. Hold on until you can vote legally in any election. Hold on until the strange fruit that hangs from tree limbs no longer bears a resemblance to your father, uncle, brother, son, or any other family member or anyone else in your community. Hold on until you're no longer three-fifths human, but a full 100% human. Hold on until you're paid for your labor. Hold on until the night no longer is filled with men in sheets with fire on their torches and hate in their hearts. Hold on until your children are no longer beaten beyond recognition murdered in horrific fashion and dumped into bodies of water. Hold on until you can go to college and receive a formal education. Hold on until the laws change. Hold on till the police no longer use your skin color as an excuse to kill you in cold blood. Hold on until you're safe in your own country to walk drive, listen to music, play by a lake, to eat candy, to smoke a cigarette, to go to a store or a church. Hold on until you can be granted the very same rights and privileges as everyone that is white are given under the law. Just hold on until we get around to granting you everything we, the Caucasian race, enjoys and have been having for the past 400 years. Hold on to receive respect 
justice, protection, and empowerment for the next 400 years. Why are you whining and complaining about injustices, our horrific acts of evil, our rape and murder of your people? Why don't you go back to where you come from? Oh, yeah, we stole your ancestors from their country, brought them here in chains, and enslaved them. Oh, yeah, you're from down the street. Oh, right, we never gave your family that 40 acres and a mule, did we? I guess we'll get around to it eventually. Just hold on. How long is any human being expected to hold on? Their people are raped and murdered daily when the rights they are supposed to have are utter lies and distortions. How long are they expected to wait and pray for better days? How long are the mothers expected to cry a river of tears as they bury their sons? How long are the fathers expected to grieve their daughters' rape and murders? You sit on your white horse in a glass house and talk about how they are drug dealers, thieves, gangbangers, a bunch of evildoers who don't deserve any rights. Yet, when a disaster hits, who are the first people to step up to assist? Who is it when your brother needs somewhere to live, they open their houses up? Who are the people who invented so much of our conveniences? Was it that brought civilization to the world? Who was it that brought medical procedures and medicine to the world? The answer is the black race. These people are descendants of kings and queens. And you think you are the chosen race to dominate and destroy? Monarchs don't destroy they build and create. We should be bowing to them for all their accomplishments, their various inventions, their love and compassion when we have deserved none of it. History proves who is the actual superior race. It's the black. Release your racist and prejudiced views immediately. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. There were a lot of parts of that poem that were really hard for me to hear. I, I remember when I was a little girl, I just, I could not comprehend prejudice. I couldn't comprehend the difference in color, you know, Everybody was just people. And as I've gotten older, you know, before I wanted people to stop seeing color when I was younger. And now that I'm older, I want to celebrate color. You know, how boring would life be if it was just a box of white crayons? You know, we need to celebrate color. We need to celebrate our differences. All of them, everybody, all the peoples, you know, we need to celebrate our cultures and learn from each other and discover and embrace and become enriched by 
you know, all this hate, I just don't get it. I don't either, and I'll tell you, you know, well, I think you and I are close to the same age. I think you might be just a tad younger, but, um, you know, back when I was a very little girl, it was a black and white world as in um, the TVs were black and white, but clothing, you know, were either black or during summer, those uh, white suits and uh, but mostly it was black, blue, and gray, and so were when I when dressed. I grew up, everything was weird colors. That's for sure. <laughs> but, okay, so, all right. So then, but then, like, so I was very fascinated by the Crayola uh, crayon box and how uh, you know the '64 one and all the various colors, and it just you know. Um, stood out to me. And yet, uh, later in my childhood, then the colors exploded everywhere, you know, all these bright various colors and, you know, what we would consider funky clothes now. Um, but, yeah, it was sort of devoid of, of those magnificent colors. But um, a lot of people think or have this assumption, the reason why I become involved um, is, I, you know, I got some kind of sexual thing and I just got to have somebody. And it, it couldn't possibly be because I respect you, I value you, I look at you as the king, anybody who could maneuver this country and not totally lose their mind, go off and blow up everybody they see has got to be uh, very much a king, you know, that they can uh, handle all of the things that go against, uh, you know, that. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting scared. Uh, we, <laughs> huh? No more caffeine for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but... but <laughs> But you know, uh, it it's it's very sad the the mentality in our country that folks are less than. And you know, on the flip, and just quickly say this, I'll go into my second piece. But um, you automatically are degraded when a white woman connects with a black man. She's a prostitute. She's She's got some kind of sexual thing. Oh, he's, you know, she's only with him for sexual I think reasons. That the, oh, I think the older generations, I think my parents and my grandparents' yeah. generation would have thought that. But and, I don't think that the kids now have that stigma at all. You know, I, I think, think that I'm not right. something I'm really think, proud of. I really think that our right. children... You know, the kids now in I, high school, the Clinton and call, I just right. don't see that. Yeah. I don't see them yeah. doing exactly. that at all. Um, but they have not come into power yet. But, yeah, I do. But they will. That's my hope I, I, for the future. Yeah, I do. I do see a change, but we can't let them forget. And we, okay, that's the reason why the Jewish people always bring up the Holocaust is so that it won't happen again. 
they they keep it in people's consciousness. Look what happened to us. And it needs to be the same way with black people. And that's why many black people discuss it is for the fact we cannot forget what happened because if we do, it can possibly happen again. And so, you know, we need to make sure our young people are aware, know what different things happen, how different circumstances came about. But I see it in my general, you know, general uh, generation, um, some my age, some a little older, some a little younger. Um, But the younger folks, you know, I see a big difference. They don't um, somebody as as a race as often or as much or have those labels as you know the older folks. So without ado, here's the second piece. It's called a blue monster. It's become a signature piece under my consciousness. A lot of people have loved this piece, and so I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's and it's short. It's called Blue Monster. Turbulence in the streets, shots fired, another laying in a pool of blood. Murder by the blue monster. Black lives discarded like garbage. Hatred and fear running rampant. So many tears, a river of sorrow. Anger and devastation coursing through the community. The innocent falling into the grave as the blue monster continues his reign of terror, walking free to spread the bereavement. Color is a sad factor, one race against another. Morality overwhelming the immaculate, all loss of trust when blood is spilled on the daily. Maliciousness towards the chase. How long will the juries be naive, allowing the monster freedom? When will love procure the day, the righteous conduct? Bring the murderers to a permanent conclusion. Allow faith and respect to be restored. Bring the blue monsters to justice. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got a quick question. You never were able to get those um, tracks that I sent you uploaded? Where are they? Where'd you send them? I sent them to your email, but I sent them a couple of years ago, and you said you were, like, really busy, and then... If you sent them that uh, long ago, then I have not been... I didn't, wasn't able to upload them for some reason, or they would have been uploaded. Okay, so... It doesn't... I'm I'm slow, but not that slow, so you need to send them again. So I will will send them again in the inbox. Could you uh, send me the email address again? Please, so I can send them. Okay, thank you. So you can find me, before you start fussing at me, you can find me on Facebook under Emilia T. 
T. Davis, Poetical Angel Queen, uh, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S. Um, I have a like page, Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me um, across all social media sites. I'm also on SoundCloud and Reverb Nation. You can Google me. Uh, I am Googleable. And uh, that just kind of tickles me because I thought of Noreen. And shout out to Noreen. Uh, she's on the line somewhere. And God bless you, sissy. Um, and so there you have it. And you can find me every Thursday night right here with Nyla. And uh, with that said, God bless everyone. Everybody's been fantastic that came before me, and I'm sure they will be after me. And thank you, Nyla, for all you do for us. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Much the same. I shall step right. off. And, um, thank you, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 860-860. You're on the air. Ms. Jessica. Oh. Hello, I was wondering if it was the other 860 which fooled me last week. I was like, <laughs> to go on, and I was like telling Jimmy, oh, I want to be on, like, yes, or whatever. And then, oh, uh, our 860, and it was an 860. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi, Nyla. Hello, honey. How are you? Uh, better a little now that I hear your voice. So. Aww. And I was a bit depressed, but uh, I wrote about it finally. I started, I literally didn't write for a month. And last week, like, what I'd written was, what I read was, like, something, mostly wrote, like, five poems while I was sitting there um, waiting to be on the speak. But it was literally the first time I'd opened my journal in, like, a month, probably, or close. So, yeah. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. Jessica Brooke, by the way. Um, my name is Miller, so if you, you know, see Jessica Brooke Miller on there, and if you ever want to know that that's my real last name, I'm not sure if I should be, like, if I should, like, ever go by that last name, but there's just a re- it's just, I had, the reason why I did in the first place the pen name was because, like, Miller is my father's last name, you know, so I kind of, like, didn't want to own it in a weird way. I mean, if it makes sense. I don't know. Whatever. But I forgave him and stuff, Lila, but, like, still, that's why. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a short one. Um, I. It's called Feathers and Ink. Ripping at my seams, blazing out in our flames of mine, a flying phoenix bursting forth to rise and soar above all, to show that no one is alone. For I went through hell. And all of us are here to show what we are made of. Surely not just skin and bones, but feathers and ink. And these. Feathers and ink. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, um, and I will share uh, one. I'm not sure whether I should share one I posted today or a new one. Another new one. Um, hmm. 
Okay, listen to the depression one since they've been depressed. It's called Cobwebs. Cobwebs. Desolate depression, leaving me all alone. How I feel is not reality. I have support, friends and family. Yet out of control is this misery, a mind cluttered, full of negativity. Empty regression, falling back into the past, not wanting to dwell there anymore. I release darkness at its core, where cobwebs spin endlessly in empty shadows in my head, spinning in vacant lots, residing where happiness was previously. I would please bring me back to reality. I am not alone. And peace. Fantastic job on both of those. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, those that's like those are like my comeback poems. <laughs> After like literally, <laughs> I was, it's like I'm like there's oh new stuff, new things you enjoy in the past two weeks. Of course, I said no, I was lying, but like I didn't even notice I was depressed until like I thought about. It. I'm like, wait, yeah, I wonder why I haven't been like writing, painting, watching TV. No, oh, social media. I totally stopped even like going on on Facebook. That's like not me, you know. So like. I think part of it was I was afraid to um, face what I'd been dealing with. You know, um, are you there? I'm here. Am I still on? I'm making sure because someone's face, trying to FaceTime me now and make sure I didn't get disconnected. Yeah, well, um, basically, like, I didn't even know what I was saying now because the stupid FaceTime is interrupting what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You you just you were staying away from social media and yeah. you were worried to get on writing and it's like just like that wasn't me but I didn't even think about or just like the main symptom of depression that they always ask is oh have you stopped doing what you what you enjoy like bam uh oh that's what's been up uh, you know uh but you know there's nothing after. wrong with unplugging for a while and being in our own silence either. You know, yeah, we can't I always live in that backlit world. So, you know, I I am not opposed to people just doing that. You know, sometimes you just have to. You know, you can't yeah, be I, on go all the time. Right. And I was so, like, and I got one point where I was thinking the new page where I was just, like, you know, on every, always trying to go at everybody's page and read things and just keep up with it. It, it was like, I was on all day. I was like, I can't do this. You know, it was like what I, and then now it's like all these followers and stuff. It's like to the point, people are collecting followers, and then like who's actually going to read it? There's very few people compared to how many followers you get. So there's really no big, no, it doesn't matter how many followers, it's the quality of your followers, not the quantity. Um, oh, well, I'm going to go. I'm sorry. I, I talked longer than usual. Um, <laughs> Find <but, laughs> me at uh, Jessica Brooke. Poetry on Facebook. Um, work with me, and I do have a YouTube. If you want to re- listen to the old ones that um, I will admit are not emoted well at all, but I'm working on that. And it's been a long time since it was a video, but uh, that's just on YouTube. Jessica Brooks E with an E apostrophe F poetry. Jessica Brooks poetry on YouTube, and I am on Instagram, but I like never go on there. So whatever. Alrighty, <laughs> Thank you, I, sweetheart. I think what I was sweetheart. Thank you. I hope you. So are you, and I hope you feel even better than you do now. Because I know a negative result does not mean it's over. So, mm, poor Nyla. 
Love you, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. All righty. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 240, which I think is Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Yes, it is. 240. Hey, how you doing, sweetie? I'm doing fine. Driving the truck and some work. Where are you? I uh, am in. <clears throat> I am in Kentucky. Because why wouldn't you be? Right now, Kentucky is wonderful. They have bluegrass and bourbon. Florida to Kentucky. You know, I love what I do. That's, that's, that's very important. Do you have me on speakerphone, honey? No, I I, I, I use my, um, my, uh, I have my, uh, my phone, earplugs. I mean, my earphones, headphones. Okay. All right. Well, I just don't wiggle around too much because you keep fading in and out. Okay. Okay. There you go. I got gotcha. you. You sound really good right now. So don't move. <laughs> All right. What do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Um, uh, this poem is called The Devil Has Eyes. It's a freestyle. Bear with me. Okay. <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? Do you know how fast you were going? Right now I see that you have a daughter and you and who is this woman right by you? Police officer, you asking too many questions. You know if I have a gun in my car. You ask these questions like I, I am the biggest threat. And I told you that I'm licensed to have a gun. I will protect my family by any means necessary. So you have a gun. Put it away. Put it away. Look. Calm down. I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize the people in my family. Put it down. Philando Castile shot right in front of his daughter. She can't see her daddy anymore but the presence of her own mind. Now, because the devil has eyes. All compromised. All in the death toll. She was a nurse. She helped a lot of people. And her soon-to-be husband 
protected her like he was supposed to. They walked in their place. They did not say who they were. Come to find out that they were the police. Brianna Taylor, she did not know. She died right in her bed. And no justice had ever been brought. The devil has eyes. The devil's eyes has taken liberty and justice for all. And that's been deleted. It's been a lie ever since. America would never take any responsibility for what America has done. The only thing that we could do is we hope for something better. Maybe hope for there be justice. Maybe hope that everything be changed around. Mayor Rice with his toy gun, Oscar Grant sitting on the ground. If the devil has eyes, the devil's eyes will be shut down by the glory of God's universe forever. Mr. Automatic, Charismatic, the Lyrical Engine, Tank is in the morning. Rapper and Drive, the Outlaw, Truck Driver. You know, it's really funny. It's not funny, but it's really funny. Is that I always carry my gun in my car, but I've never been asked if I have one, ever. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? Why would they bother you know, asking? Thing is, I was just thinking about you, uh, Nala. Nala, you are one of the good people. Okay, America is still in uh, in the place of racism. You have godly. You have the universe where okay, it doesn't matter what color you are. We are all God's people. You have the devil's eyes, which is America, because America does not take responsibility. Um, you know, those type of people, uh, they still have hatred in their heart. They still want to see slavery happen, you know. You have, but the, the thing is, is that the good in you there is maybe like a 30% and a 70% of the bad in them. You know, and they were always like, like a lot of times black people are uh, just, uh, you just treat it different when it comes to uh, certain circumstances. You know, it's crazy. That's just the way. It, uh, that's just the way it is. It's, uh, um, you know, when when uh, 
This is where I'm trying to look for. Um, man, check out uh, uh, cops looking for black people to, uh, you know, uh, make their life a living hell. You know, that's just this is a uh, world that we live in. Mhm. There's a lot I could say on that, and a lot I could go into. You know, I, it's not my format. It's not my forum. It's you know, this is not what we're here for. But um, you know, maybe during yeah. the month we can do a special Black History show to go uh, into some things in more detail. I would really like that. Okay. I'll let you know what I put together. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate you now, for real, for real. I, I know for I, I real, for that, real. Yeah, I, I I think that, and, and then you have you you have white people that distance themselves from people who they thought that oh I can't be with this certain person because they have all this devil in their heart. So I have to distance myself from these people. So I you want to hear you. We, I mentioned earlier about how kids nowadays don't have to take their parents' word as law. You know, right. my generation didn't have computers. You know, they did when I was a little bit older, you know, like when I, when I first got out of you know, high school, when I first got out of school, that's when computers started coming around. My kids were raised with computers. My, you know, the generation, they're, they're just, you have a lot more access to information and being able to check facts. You don't have to take someone's words as law. My mom and dad and my grandparents were very prejudiced, very prejudiced. And I know exactly when that changed in me. I was about five years old and we were driving down the street. Sorry, I have to go on a tangent, you guys. We were driving down the street. And I was in the back of the station wagon with my nose, you know, pressed out the window like it normally is. It was a summer day. The window was down. We were on Foster Road in Portland. And we stopped at a red light. And it was the first time I'd ever seen a black person. And it was a lady standing at a bus stop. And she had an afro. And she had on these great big giant gold hoop earrings. And she had on this dress that was like floral and had all these bright beautiful colors and oranges and things and I remember that her she had like her makeup was immaculate and her lips were matched the orange in her dress she was just incredible and I looked I looked up and I I was just mesmerized and I said she looks like a queen something like that but that was what it was you know it was like I was just in awe I'd never seen anything more beautiful in my entire life and my dad turned his head and I'm just staring at this woman and my dad turns his head and starts going about oh that's just a jigaboo bush baby and blah 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 and saying all these words that I didn't understand and I didn't know what they meant but what I do know is the expression I saw on that woman's face I saw it change, and I saw her go from something being just amazing to shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and I saw the hurt because she could hear him. The windows were down. He wanted her to hear him, and I remember looking at my daddy, 
the way no five-year-old girl should ever look at her daddy. And something inside me changed that day because I knew he was wrong. And I will never forget the look on that woman's face and what he did to her. And to this day, I wish I could find her and apologize for him. And that's when I changed. That's when that was my moment, when I realized what was wrong and what needs to be right. That's that's like a beautiful poem right there. I look at the world I am. Yes. Yes. That I still get emotional thinking about that after all these years. I still get emotional about watching her be this beautiful, the most beautiful creature I'd ever seen in my life, and having her shrink under his words. I'll never forget it. It was wrong. It was bad. My daddy was wrong. My uh, my my, uh, my lady's uh, cousin. Uh, they went to. They was right at the police station. And one guy uh, he had to go to the police station. His friend, his so-called friend. And he told the police officer said her cousin had a gun, but he had not no type of gun. You know, police came out there and shot the whole car up and did not even ask him to put your hands up. Shot, and he had no gun on him. He was an unarmed black man, dead. And then they went on social media and bragged about it. Crazy. All right, honey, I need to get your digits. Tell everyone how to find you. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I talked too long. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you know, information is the key to the uh, uh, to a great direction. Um, Mr. Automatic Charismatic Delivery uh, on Facebook, Larry Massey Piper Shepherd. Uh, I do websites. I'm here. Um, you can find me on the truck. Uh, making pe- making uh, other drivers mad as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on poetry shows. Um, you know, I, I I got a lot going on. Yeah, shout out to all the ladies. You know, I, I want to say it. Shout out to all the ladies, the lady truck drivers. Yeah, much love to the men truck drivers, but shout out to ladies. They really get in. It'd be fun. I could be a truck driver. I could travel all over the world. I love road tripping. Except for I couldn't just take off whenever I wanted to and go on side roads, so I, maybe I couldn't do it. All right, baby. <laughs> you be safe out there, okay? And we will talk to you next week. All right. Thank you for you. I, I, you know what? Um, thank you for sharing what you share. You know? You're welcome. Once You're welcome. I'll try to be here, Nyla. Thank you, hon. Welcome. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, baby. Sorry I was talking too much, people. <laughs> Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. 513, you're on the air. Hi, this is Tyler Tittle. Hello, new person. 
I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> How are you doing, Tyler? I am so excited to be here. I am doing great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. It's been a really fun evening. And uh, when I saw you in the chat room, Jimmy told me I had to jump over and check out your uh, check out your pages and stuff. And, yeah, I'm excited you're here. Okay. I'm excited to share. I do have one prepared for you guys. Okay. But before you do right. that, since you're new, mm-hmm. you need to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do and all that good stuff. All righty. A little introduction. Uh, I am Tyler mm-hmm. Tittle. I am from a little suburb outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I am currently in school for herbal medicine. Uh, I am unemployed as I am currently uh, disabled as of November of last year, so kind of sorting life out. Uh, I've been a writer uh, for most of my life, and I have uh, just started sharing my work, and my oven is going off. (laughs) (laughs) What's for dinner? Uh, That is me making bread. I have uh, decided to pick that hobby up to kill some time. I love homemade bread. It is becoming an obsession, uh, especially for Kasha. Well, make lots and send me some. All right. I got you covered. <laughs> okay. So what, what got you started in writing poetry? When did you start writing poetry and why? Uh, I started writing poetry uh, when I was a kid, probably around eight years old. Uh, it was a big coping mechanism for me. Um, once my uh, stepfather bounced out of our lives, uh, I kind of needed something to channel uh, pain, and beating up drywall was not the way to go. So my therapist uh, encouraged me to start with journaling, and uh, that kind of turned into this sort of slam poetry. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of evolved, and I've experimented with, like, a lot of different formats. And if you were to describe your poetry now, if I said, what kind of poetry do you write, or, you know, what would you tell me? Um, I would say it is a very eclectic mix. I don't really follow um, any trends or things like that. It's just whatever comes to my brain. A uh, mix of slam poetry, some traditional. I draw a lot of influence from Lovecraftian uh, like horror fiction, uh, do some love poetry, some spicy poetry. Uh, sometimes I get active and speak out on things that are going on in the world. It's a perfect answer. I always tell you know people sit down and write and they'll say I'm a this poet, and so they just try <laughs> to write this type of poetry. But I tell them you know it's it's silly. Just you know stop trying to push, you know. Stop Stop trying to push your muse out the door with you when it's trying to pull you out the window. Yep. You know, go wherever it tells you to go and stop thinking you're the boss. And so when I get an answer like yours, I know that you're not the boss. And that's good. Yep. I just, I follow the crazy wherever it goes. And it's led me to a <laughs> lot of different rabbit holes. I can't wait to see what your uh, writing prompts tonight will lead to. Oh, I'm excited. Hey, if you if you're not on my Facebook page, shoot me a friend's request. If you are, let me know, and I will copy and paste those in there so you'll have them. Unless you wrote them all down. Okay. Uh, I managed to write them all down, but I will definitely friend you on Facebook. Okay. okay. So, what oh. did you pick out to read tonight? 
this one is called Why Are We Divided? And I think it, uh, it you've actually happened to touch on this subject a lot throughout this. Uh, so I think it, it it's a perfect fit for it. And uh, here we go. Why are we so divided when we should be united? The creative voices making creative choices, taking our passion and ignite it, don't fight it. We can paint vividly with our mastery of poetic symphony, or we can sing in unison and spread a melodic harmony. With our hands, we can use pigment and mud to paint over spilled blood, creating colorful creations to cover up the muck and crud. When the creatives combine, we weave together in synchronicity, our artistry entwined a similar complexity to the way I make these words rhyme. I am just trying to get you to see there is no difference between you or me or them or we before I run out of time. <laughs> is that end poem? Yep, that is the end of it. Fantastic message in that piece. You know, I, I get you. so tired of the world trying to tell people who they're supposed to be. Just look right. and, and love them. You know, stop trying to you know, labels. I hate labels. You know, anybody can sit in somebody in front of somebody for five minutes, and they're going to have put you know a bunch of labels on them. Anyone could go sit in front of a psychiatrist, and they're going to tell them all the things wrong. There's nothing wrong. You know, yep. we're just us. So, you know, just shut up and introduce yourself to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry about being in a box. Break out of that box. You're meant to be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just, just you do you. I mean, we only get one life. You know, the only person that's ever going to matter is the person that's going to sit there beside you holding your hand and inhale your last breath. That's the person that's going to matter or the people that are going to matter. Everybody else, they don't matter. You know, we just put too much stock in what other people think and we need to stop doing that and just be ourselves. Yeah, that's how we become our own worst enemy. Yeah, exactly. Just be a good person and let the world be. It'll love you or hate you. It don't matter. Just be a human and love. That was a, exactly, perfect, perfectly said. It was a fantastic debut to the show. Yes, thank thank you. you. I'm so glad you're here. And Jimmy invited you, right? Yes, he did. Do you know what that means? That means what does that, that mean? Jimmy it means I gets put into the <laughs> It means that Jimmy gets put into the drawing and you get put into the drawing because he invited you for the Ooh. the first quarter poetry prize. Which is, you know, if you bring someone to read on the show for the first time, which I don't think he knew that. That's not why he invited you. He brings people all the time. But it's an added perk. So, if, you know, when, when people bring someone that's never read on the show before, they get automatically into the big poetry pot drawing, prize drawing. So, yeah, you're in there now. You're ours. You're family now. So we're keeping you. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to be here, and I can't wait to be here every other Thursday. I My schedule is fairly open, so you guys are going to get sick of me eventually. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And we are here. I don't know if your schedule is an every other Thursday thing, but we're here every Thursday. Every Thursday? Perfect. Every Thursday night, yep, for the last 17 years. Wow, that is incredible. Isn't that crazy, isn't it? But welcome to the family, and I was real excited when I was taking a, a glance at all your pages and stuff and 
and doing my homework on you real quick. I was really impressed with what I saw, and I'm really glad that you're here. I'm glad that Jimmy brought you to us, and I cannot wait to get to know your work better and have you share with us. So thank you. Thank you for being here and reading. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. I, I am super excited to be here. Now it looks like it's time for someone else to get on here and read. Well, you have to tell everyone how to before you run away. Oh, yeah. You can find me. Most of my work is all going to be on TikTok. Uh, the username is Third Eye Tie on there. Uh, I'm trying to branch into Meta, and it would be under Tyler Stephen T- uh, Tittle, but I really don't like Meta as a platform. So uh, TikTok would be the best way to go. Perfect. And they find you on TikTok how? Uh, you can find me under the username at Third Eye Tie. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You did a great job tonight. Appreciate you. And thank you, Jimmy, for bringing us Tyler. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from, oh, hang on. Here we go. Area code 585, you are on the air. 585, are you with me? Mr. Yes, Curry, I'm are you here. muted? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was muted. How are you, no. my darling? I am fine, and I'm enjoying everything I'm listening to, and I'm glad that we have new people that are coming along. I have to bring somebody. I have to do that. Um, I heard made. I heard uh, mention made the fact that it's Black History Month. And I said, oh, that's something I hadn't really actually thought about because a day ago it wasn't. (laughs) So today it is. So I dug up something that I don't think I ever presented here, and it's called uh, What is Black History? What is, to the beginning of it, I'm sorry. Okay. What is black history? It is the story untold, the underside of greatness of an America that never was. A cry that spanned an ocean from the first black man who, being manacled, could only watch his children, his village, fade into memory. Emancipation. Abject poverty. Degradation. Ironic cruel inventor of chronic unemployment. The new jobs, chain gangs, and convict leasing. Faces in a police state myth of black criminality, blackness in America. The light goes out in a child's eye. Who cannot sit here, drink here, play as children play, or even know safety in his father's arms. Black labor under lending, suffering unmitigated, punishment toils only reward and certainty. Black power, black power, growing strong, fight back the murderous pressure and strife. Black history is an is ever-present death passage to slave pen, overuse of the lash by the overseer and the patty rollers, the billy club and the courtroom injustice by the law. Black history is the darkness of America's legacy, the product of her narcissistic dream deferred to a mirage. 
a people's defiance of a dream not to become a vision, a reality in this oasis where liberty and justice tremble to be freed. Black captives turn interlopers, usurpers of how things are supposed to be and had been till American conscience turned upon itself and damn near ran her asunder, leaving a gaping wound, bloody, oozing the pus of degradation, injustice, genocide on the color of law, breeding a combative spirit, the channeling of forebears standing tall while showing the world a wink and a smile. Downtrodden yet unbowed purveyors of hope, grand in style, audacious in sport, fastidious inventors, making a way out of no way, delicacies out of pig guts, blues from plantation hollers, beats from the dingy urban den. Victims, martyrs, and heroes of the American tale, the dark ones who cried in the dark but met every sun striving climbing up the rough side of the mountain, dragging America along, singing her song, writing her story. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal, Doug. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> wow. I always enjoy what you read. I um... Fan, Fangirl, remember? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm fanboy for you because I'm all every time I can get here. You, you, I didn't say this, but I'm gonna say it now. So part of the reason, you know, we all love being here because we get to hear each other and we get to say our piece. But the other thing we all get to do is we get to hear you. We get to interact <laughs> with you. You know, that's that's about a third of the bargain, right? <laughs> you know, and it's not everybody who got any type of radio show who can say that or have that said about them. So, yeah. Well, thank you. We, Compliments we are hard for me, but I won't make a joke because that was a very sweet thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> so I have another thing. Um, so this comes from, and again, I hope that you don't mind that I plug this all, all poetry because that's, that's, there are so many contests and so many prompts there. It can keep you writing or unstick you if you're stuck because there's so many ways that you can try to wriggle free if you just want to start putting paper, pen to paper. Um, so there was a contest, and the prompt was a picture, a bright, shiny, cartoonish picture of a pot of gold. And being myself, I, I wasn't going to write about how it was the root of all evil and, you know, and or or anything about how, how much joy can bring into your life. But let's think about a pot of gold. And let's think about a time and place different from our own pot of gold. Off in the distance, the bloodhounds bayed. The young men stood vigil and the old ones prayed. And this ragged group stood gathered round, three lifeless bodies sprawled across the ground. Halfway up the mountain, deep in the dark woods, the runaways met the robbers and stole all their goods. Four horses, one man was heavy with gold, three pistols, two rifles, and a big pot of gold. From these thieves, robbers, these highwaymen, set upon and vanquished, coming back to their den, halfway up the mountain, the dark and the cold, four horses, 
one was one four horses, the one there was heavy with foe. Halfway down the mountain they hid in the cave, feeling away from their life as a slave, and came upon this murderous crew running away from the patrollers too. Blood was spilt, guts were strewn in a battle that raged mid-morning till noon. Over four horses, one mare heavy with foe, a safe place to hide, and a big pot of gold. As the evening sun began to settle, the bondsmen counted the precious metal and knew from the count, knew from its heft, it was too much trouble and had to be left. As the moon came up and lit the dark, for nighttime travel they did embark, leaving riches for things they might have bought, but fearing spending it would get them caught. They took to the darkness on freedom's wing, now as before without owning a thing, but five guns, four horses, a promise of a foe, and the wisdom to abandon that big pot of gold. Steal away, children, follow the star. Through the forest at night, you must go far. And one day remember when you get old, you were rich one time with a big pot of gold. And boom. So much. That was incredible. That was fun to write. You know, fun to write. What could what could a pot of gold sitting there mean to get you know, if you just pluck some people and combine some people who never get put together, you know, some runaway slaves and some highwaymen and both of them being tracked and you know and then realize, you know, you got some runaway slaves, what the hell are they going to do with a big pot of gold? The minute they go to try to use it, they got to go across the line from uh, from where they are. They're in, they're in a, a forbidden place. They're running around free when they're not. And, uh, you know, as soon as they go to a store, as soon as they go to, you know, to a rail station to want to pay for something, they got a big pot of gold. They're going back to slavery. They got to leave it. Mm-hmm. So, a it little touch. always the answer, is it? Uh, you know, you know, but, you know, some, you know, wisdom, and I guess I wasn't thinking of these words when I wrote it, but wisdom is more valuable than riches is the underlying premise. You're getting love on that in the chat room, too, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for all who enjoyed it, because I enjoyed writing it. I'm a story writer at heart. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show you that, that anything and anybody can be looked at from so many thousands of different ways. And it's just a matter you know, your of take on that prompt. Your take on that prompt is just what I talk about at the beginning when I do the pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Mm-hmm. You saw that picture of a pot of gold, and immediately you thought about the typical things you could write. But instead of yeah. writing about those, yeah. you looked for more. You looked deeper. You looked further, and came up with that piece. And it's amazing. You're the only so one that, that could have written that piece. That is my tendency, and, and I'm not going to take too much of your time, but. Uh, you may recall I had a blues poem, and I, I told the story of how we were going to do uh, poetry for Labor Day. And I knew, you know, and here's again, think about what everybody else is going to do and then don't do it. 
Okay. And I knew that for Labor Day, we were going to hear about the coal miners, the steel workers, the equal pay for equal work, the, the you know, all of the things that are valid kind of concerns that need to be fought about. And that's what poets do. They're going to write about all of that. Well, at the same time, you know, I do have a blues radio program and I'm into the whole culture of the blues. And I thought about, well, why don't I write about a blues man on his way to work? And I started noodling a rhyme. Slim was sitting in the corner at the end of the bar, wiping down the string on his blue guitar. He'd been drinking and smoking. His eyes was glass. He wore dark shades, and his hair was gas. And the next thing I knew, I was writing a poem about a blues man that I actually knew. So that's sometimes my point of departure. Look at what the prompt is. Know firsthand what every what everybody's going to take right off the top and then go like five levels below that and see if there's some irony to write something different. So if it worked this time, I, I, I'm gratified. Still getting love in the chat room. <laughs> well, thank, Still. thank you all. <laughs> and I'm not in a position to look at the chat room right now. I'm in, I'm in the radio studio, that's why. Um, but thank you, thank you, Nyla, for you know, hosting and facilitating, you know, and being so welcoming. And welcome to our new new reader who was on just before me and to all of our friends that came back, <clears throat> and uh, some of whom I haven't heard but intermittently over the last several months. Glad to hear you again. Glad to be among you. My name is Douglas Curry, Doug Curry, for so long. Now I'm going back to what my mother called me. She called me Douglas. I guess it's good enough. But I'm found on Facebook as Douglas Curry. I am found on allpoetry.com as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. And uh, I'm found on the air Friday night from 9 to midnight Eastern time at WRUR.org, Saturday night at uh, 10 o'clock Central Time, wdcb.org for one hour. The name of the program is Blacks and Blues, and maybe we'll encounter each other there. Hope so, because I'm about to... You guys check that out. Yeah, I'm I'm about to record this Saturday night show right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make them sing pretty, okay? (laughs) All right, babe. Thank you. Thank you once again, and good night, everyone. Good night, sweetheart. See you next week. Okay. Okay, we have 32 minutes left in the show. We have quite a few callers. So I'm, it's going to have to be two short poems or one normal regular poem um, to be able to get you all on in time. Our next caller comes from area code 213. 213, you're on the air. Uh, from I'm glad you're feeling better. I am feeling better. The headache's gone, and that's the best part. Absolutely. And um, I will not talk too much. And I'm going to go backwards. You can find me at um, Facebook, Ed McKinney, um, Coach Ed at Instagram. And that's where you can find me. So we got that out the way. And I'm glad you're feeling better. And I and I have a, a nice piece that I think you might get. I might not get, but we're about to find out. Okay. It's called new. It, it called. Oh my God! I'm so excited. Newsletter. <laughs> Newsflash weekly. Put out front cover 
rear blind spot fit. This is the New Year down home grub gram apple bites bitch. I'm going to tell you about the newsletter. It's self-explanatory editing, isotonic places, plates submerged between underwater world of titans and transfer molecules being rebirthed, putting man in mind throughout history formation modules, sea superior serpents. Larry, wait, Larry, can you, Larry, 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 stop. Can, are you on speakerphone or do you? Yes. Can you take us off speakerphone? There is something rattling so bad that I can hardly understand what you're saying now. And I didn't want you to finish and complete your poem without us being able to hear it. So is there any way you can take us off speaker? Yes. Oh, my God. There's that beautiful voice I know and love. That sounds so much better. Would you mind starting your poem over again? Absolutely. It's called Newsletter. Newsflash Weekly put out front cover rear blind spot this is the new sit down grab gram apple bites bit editing isotonic places plates merge between underwater world of titans and transfer of molecules being rebirthed putting man and mind throughout history formation modules see superior serpent Killers, murderers, and lawless have now crossed the borders north and south, northwest America. And I drove by buses dropped off in the Midwest, given 9000 a month per able body. Now, who's the sea serpent? Newsletter, what's going on to strengthen the war program propaganda against her, native children who's being sold? Human trafficking? Then again, they're walking over. Now tell me why I can't get a loan off my Social Security and birth trust account, UCC, and nationality of her national tales, newsletter poetry, and in peace. Did you make that up? No, I was actually reading um, L.A. Times. It's called the Mm -hmm. The Daily Breeze out here. Mm hmm and I was reading this, this different um, spots of the editors, and they was writing on each topic. I was like, wow, I never saw that. And I was just fascinated what's going on in Chicago and how immigrants are coming over and everybody's getting 9000 a month, you know, housing, food. And yet the natives here came and get the homeless off the, off the ground, but everybody else is coming over. So it was just I had to write that. That was his newsletter poetry. I think it's awesome. Well, thank you so much. It, uh, some really, really good points and strong information given out in that piece, my dear. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Are you going to read just one or are you going to read two tonight? I'm going to read two. And it says, appears to me. You're not going anywhere. Death is the rebirth, offering a light to rebirth 90 days after which you're forgotten by those whom knew you best. It appears to me faith is underway. Once again, it appears to me faith is underway when death is a rebirth on bended knees, face down as the Lord of Lords speaks to his son. Yeshua, a way of Holy Spirit, judgment by a council of 24 elders and the other heritages. You're better than me. Great, you're singer of sinister, misidentified, misdirected, misdeeds, 
kept in a closet of free will or destination to be amongst the collection of foo foos that ran in and north of out of dated data for prisoners walk is death to freedom. Experience expressed interest over what a real human being's body is for that which switches for the truth to bring a new moral white class evicting conviction to human hamburgers. Human body's flesh from looks, one characteristics forms around your eyes, iris of darkness for lost sheep was less meaning to mourning, moaning, cold wood, humanity, boys and girls, silver and gold knights, micro with underground rails for human beings are now bridges to human AI. Coming with your left spleen or left orbital, dancing with your left vowels of your human hearts. Influence with the great arsonists round the social club of three elks and shriners and a mason four mats or a free man at 80 acres and a woman for a horse. Who's going anywhere now faced by death to which three Fox hidden agenda, Tupac-related site of multi-level universe behind a vacation in the Vatican City titled Popeye Free Spinach, it appears to me, in peace. Wow. Those were both incredible. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Thank you so much. You're I'm trying to keep my comments to a minimum so I get you all on, but that yes, was incredible. And- Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for having us for 18 years, 20 years of your life. Thanks for dedicating to us, and good night and blessings. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Good night. So we just had, like, everybody and their mother call in. I'm going to go through you guys quickly. I'm going to have my comments be to a bare minimum so that I fit you all in on time. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 941. 941, you're on the air. Nyla, Nyla, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, sweetheart. It has been so long. It has been forever, forever and a day. Um, Jimmy Ray invited me. We spoke today. he told me he was on the show, and I said, you know, I'm going to come and I'm going to listen. And I honestly had absolutely no intention of calling in. I was just going to say hi to everyone and, you know, just listen. Um, but then you said something that really struck me about what it's like the first time you ever have anybody hear you, um, let alone read your things, but have anybody hear you and, and, and that feeling and how nervous it is, and uh, the first time anybody ever heard me was on your show about 14 years ago now, I believe, maybe 15 years. Is that true? It's true. Wow. True story. And so I said, you know what? Um, That feeling that I had that very first time, I have that feeling right now. I don't think that feeling (laughs) should ever go away for anyone because it is so empowering. So real quick, because I know you don't have a lot of time, um, I stopped writing poetry for a very long time, uh, not for a bad reason, but actually for a good cause, because um, I wound up going to school and uh, getting my master's degree, and I know there's a lot of stigma you know, behind mental health illnesses and therapists, and I became a therapist, and I'm doing some really good work. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, with people... Uh, 
coming out of addiction. And there's no stigma in my practice. Um, it's all about empowerment. And I get a lot of people to journal. Um, there's so much healing power in that. But I was telling Jimmy today, the reason that I stopped writing is because I was always a very dark poet. I could never write, you know, rainbows and sunshine and those types of things. So I had to go to a really dark place. And I can't do that anymore. Um, not even for a moment, you know, because I just have to be this positive force for so many people. Um, and I know that sounds like an excuse, but I really, the last poem I wrote was two years ago. Do you remember Cherry Rose? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember her. Um, I she do. She passed away and I wrote a poem for her. And that was the first time I had written in a really long time. So I know we don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to read to you. My favorite poem, and for those who don't know me, I'm Red Wine, 12 Roses back in the day, and I'm Rose, um, and you can't really find me anywhere because I'm not really writing anymore, but, you know, I know a lot of people on the chat, and uh, Jimmy Ray is my uh, brother from another mother, and uh, chat who know me, and I know them. Um, So what I'm going to read, as quickly as I can, is the only poem out of the maybe 300 poems I've written that I have memorized. Um, It's my favorite one. Hopefully I won't mess it up because, you know, like I said, that pounding heart from the first time is with me today. And it's funny, too, because I, like, teach groups of people and I'm standing in front of strangers and I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling among my family tonight. But you are my family and I love you all. So here we go. This one is called She, and I know Jimmy knows it. And I don't know if you know it, Nyla, but you're going to hear it tonight. So she was a social outcast a mere ghost among the masses, wandering aimlessly through her day, hidden in the back row of all of her classes. It hadn't always been that way. At one time, she was a part of the crowd, until one night at a party, a boy went farther than she allowed. She tried to fight off his advances, but his hands were everywhere. He ripped her clothes and had his way, and then rejoined the party without a care. Crying, she picked herself up off the floor, trying to cover her exposed body as she made her way to the front door. She noticed all eyes were upon her, but when she looked, they turned away. Not one single person approached her or even asked her if she was okay. She spent hours in the shower trying to scrub the demoralization from her skin, but instead of flowing down the drain with the bloody water, somehow it managed to seep in. She kept it carefully hidden. Well, I'm sorry. I missed a part. (laughs) Rewind. She spent months in isolation. She became numb and could no longer feel. So across her skin in an inconspicuous place, she dragged a blade of stainless steel. Somehow it made her feel better. The warm blood trickling down her skin. The scar became a permanent reminder that she could feel something again. She kept it carefully hidden, but it was a secret she would fail to keep. And one day in the middle of the cafeteria, through her clothes, the blood began to seep. Suddenly, she became visible. People pointed and laughed when she walked by. They were cruel and relentless, especially when she started to cry. Deeper and deeper, she pressed the blade against skin already tainted with scars, until one night, in a state of despair, she pushed down a little too far. She started to lose consciousness right there in the bathroom stall. 
She tried in vain to cry out for help, but succeeded only in smearing blood down the wall. She heard a scream when they finally found her, but it was too late. Her soul was being set free. And as she took her very last breath, she heard someone whisper, Who was she? End poem. Oh, that was so sad. It's sad. such a good message. You know, I use that poem. Sad. Yeah, I use that poem in my in my therapy. Uh, I do a couple of teenage girls. You know, some of them cut, and it stopped them from doing it. You know, um, it's powerful. It's sad, but um, see, that's what I used to do. Though I used to like, I've never cut. I've never experienced that. But I had to. I could put myself in the place of that person and feel that pain so deeply, and. Um, that's my favorite one of all the ones I've ever done. It was very powerful. I am so glad you're here. You have no idea. I'm so Absolutely. happy to hear. I'm like cheerful. No idea. I'm not lying. I'm cheerful. But I'll be back, and um, I'm going to try to pimp your uh, GoFundMe page and see if we can raise all the money that you need for the year because you are the most amazing poet I know because of what you do for all the rest of us. And uh, thank you, Jimmy. I hope you get something for bringing me because uh, I'm a veteran, but it's been <laughs> well, a long, you guys, long, long time. You, it's been years. It's been years since yeah. you've been here. I mean, you all, you almost count as a virgin again. So I'm putting both I, of you I guys like into that. the drawing. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, all the best to you. I love you and everything you do. And I'll definitely come back and listen as time allows, I'm studying for the state exams right now, and it's just crazy. But I'm really, really so happy. Um, and uh, you have some new wonderful people that we're on tonight. And it's a never-ending, just array of talent that you bring into the world. So bless you for that. And I hope to hear you and see you soon. Thank you, Rose. I love you so much, and I'm so glad you're I love here. You, you have too, no sweetie. idea. Just appreciate you. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. I'll talk to you again. Bye bye. Okay. Well, it's so good to hear from her. All right, it comes from area code eight six three eight six three. You're on the air. Uh, so I'm going to give the lineup. We got eight six three eight zero seven eight one five seven five three seven three two five zero one nine zero nine and. That looks like what we've got for the rest of the night. Okay. So let's see. There she comes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, um, hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. Sorry I didn't give you a heads up. Okay. That, that's okay. Okay. And, um, okay. And, um, in the poem, okay, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm going to let you go okay, right into your good. pieces because we have a lot of callers waiting, and okay. I want everyone on. So just go ahead and with your pieces, sweetheart. Okay. Um, I, um, I'm reading Gary's poem. Is is a, a magician's love? Okay. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro, never-ending cycle, like teams of practice done just right. The violin rests. No more sound. Skies darken and the night settles down as I leave a wanton wonder full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fictions of prob- probability is what I see. 
to embellish a spellbound dream for me. The end. Fantastic. And And your piece? Thank you. Okay, and my piece is Let the Kids Hear the Sound of Freedom. This is inspired by the movie Sound of Freedom. Okay, wake up, people. Take your blinders off. Pay attention to your surroundings and what is going on around the world. we got to stop the human trafficking, stop the slavery. The worst now is worse now than it ever was. Stop them from destroying our children of this world. Save the children. Save them. Let's get together as a community, as neighbors, as family and friends. And let the perpetrators know we won't let them do this anymore. We had enough of this. We're taking our neighborhoods, our towns, our cities back. Are you with me? Did you see the pain, the hurt, the loneliness, the confusion on their faces? They're scared, and they have every right to be. Let's make this world safe for the children. They are our future. We gotta put God back in our country, in this world. Prayer is powerful. Get down on your knees, ask forgiveness, and bring the, the children home to their homes where they belong. God's children are not for sale. Let's stop the bickering among us and get along. Go and watch a movie, Sound of Freedom, and don't tell me it didn't stir up any emotions in you. Don't tell me it didn't make you cry. Don't tell me it didn't make you angry at these perpetrators. I understand not everyone cries, but you go and watch this movie and see it. Don't make you cry. The end. That was phenomenal. You know, we need to put community back in this world and start caring about each other and paying attention to each other and looking and seeing what's going on. Great read, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. you. Okay, you can find our book, getting our books on, on Amazon.com, and you can um, find us on um, Gary and Norman Schneider. Com front slash uh, poetry, and um, and if you all want, you can go on there and, and sign up for our newsletter, and you can um, download our free ebook, The Hour of Truth. Okay, and you can also find Gary on um, ReverbNation.com. Facebook.com and um, PoetryPoem.com, and you can um, find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com, and you can find us on KO-FI.com, front slash Gary and Noreen, and you can find us on the Poetry Club um, Saturday night show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find us on here. Okay. And Wonderful. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Great job. And okay, we will you. talk to you next week? Yes, yes. We'll be here next week. All right, baby. Okay. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Okay. okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay. I'm glad you're starting to feel better. Thank you. Uh-huh. Appreciate yes. it very much. Yes, I was wondering about that. Uh, so I'm coming in with 
something called analog versus digital. I just, sometimes I just browse through my poems quickly and see what uh, title catches my eye for whatever reason or another. And when I saw this title, it reminded me of your, uh, you're saying or whatever that you have that, you know, I'm not a backlit girl. So yeah, I just thought I'd mm-hmm. go with analog versus digital. Immersed in a world of pixelation, I ponder, sometimes yearn for the world of the analog, whether in sound or video or photo. I take a moment to ponder what it means to take in the world through digital signals or analog interpretation. And I seek the perfect balance between them both the ease with which digital can be used, the ineffable and uncapturable beauty that analog never gives up to the pixel or the digitized waveform. I have found a new appreciation for the analog of late, its nuanced capture of shadow and form, of warm tones of sound that digital can never reform. Uh, No matter how many zeros and ones brought to bear, I seek to dwell in both worlds in the end, but I presently wish to re-explore the analog dimension with its subtleties and nuances that are translated perfectly by my analog form. And that is analog versus digital. <laughs> I love it. The unplugged is awesome. I thought you would. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just think about like... Uh, like you'd appreciate this as a photographer. I loathe, I loathe tracking wildlife through a digital view screen. It, you honestly cannot do it very well. It, there's just something about it. It's a subtle effect, but it's profound that where you, when you're going through a, view, a digital view screen, especially birds, you, you, because you're one level divorced from the picture in your eye, it, it just, makes it harder for your eye to track, like literally to track the, the wildlife, the birds and that. And like, especially when I have an SLR on me, I will use that regular viewfinder. And like I have one camera that's 21 times zoom that's small enough to fit in my pocket. So I use that for bird photography on the go, but it only has a digital screen. And I hate, I hate having to track through that. So I, when I, especially when I experienced that, it made me realize how, you know, digital ain't always better. <laughs> <laughs> I still shoot with film most of the time, so I gotcha. Yeah, I have my film cameras around. I shot in film. I even found medium Robbie. format Robbie. film. Yes. Oh, yes. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yes. I didn't. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways, I can be found at Facebook under Rafi's Multimedia Poetry, and there you can see all my yammerings and everything, and uh, all my different music and all that. So, there you go. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Email me and tell me about your photography. Right? I All right, Peter, right I'll talk there. to you next week, honey. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, I pick on that poor guy so much. 815, you are on the air. I think. Now yeah, you're on happy the air. Thursday. 
Hey, sweetheart. I can't hear you. Hi. I can hear you now. How are you, baby? Oh, I love it. Um, I went to the eye doctor today, and it was good news. I still have to wear glasses, but I'm not going to need to see an eye dog. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you brought for us tonight. I'm so excited to see you on the line. I wrote to a prompt that you put in on your page today out of all the poems you had to walk into mine. I love that prompt. Okay, go. All right. Thank you, and I'm glad that I picked it because you love it. All right. Out of all the poems you had to walk into mine, you showed up and showed up, made my heart and brain shout. I've been a beacon of hope and inspiration and love because my pen is my sword, plus my notebook is a shield. I'm black history all year. Black with the cape on in February. That makes me super black. Giving hope to the downtrodden and the oppressed. See, I am my ancestor. Leaving a blueprint for my daughter and my grandchildren. Actually, the hole in me. Armed and ready to make a way out of no way. Poetry will ensure that I'm here to stay. I use words to help heal and inform while you're free from harm. Of all the poems, you had to walk into mine. You're safe. The temperature is warm. So stay. Read. Listen, remain steady as you learn one poem at a time. This one just happens to be mine, indeed. You know, that is what's so amazing about taking a minute and sharing inspiration with people. You know, it's so easy just to put bullshit out in the world. You know, take a minute and put something good out there. You know, and so I threw that prompt out there today. That one was mine, and you wrote to it, and now that poem exists, and that's a beautiful thing. I am so glad that you wrote to it. I'm so glad that you shared it with me. It was amazing. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's mine. I don't need to look any further. (laughs) I can see that. I can see it appealing to you. (laughs) Yes, yes. I did. All right, my beautiful sister. I got all kind of vibes from that. Find me at every place. That poetry is. I am Gina with the G and an E G E N A storm like intimate weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. Hit with Small House of Poetry and Epiphany Radio, Just Jay and Gina show every other Saturday night, every Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I'm on Clubhouse in the Small House of Poetry. Catch my poems and my um, musical tracks of spoken word with B Double Thirty Four Music, Clarence Ferguson as my producer in Legendary Inc. And I'll be here at the Speakeasy Cafe, as always, next Thursday. Appreciate you so much. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you a million times. Love this. Love you too, sis. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) Bye. All right. Our next call comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. This is misbehaving on me now all of a sudden. 732, so are you with me? What the hell that all about? You're bringing in I don't know. time management reality. I didn't realize it's, oh, it's getting quite towards the end of the thing. Okay, here's some lame freaking choruses. Silent as a questionable belief. Silent for reasoning why there's nowhere to hide. Silent as the game ends. Of course, silent as a falling leaf. Though silence becomes from either side of the sky, silence fades as the closing of the eyes, and silent 
is the protector deity's light. Okay, because everything's set up for January, February, March, April. So we have all downtime, and we're these people are or I am. We're editing, and all the poets want to be filmed and videoed. So that's what's going on. And I realized I could call in because it was ten thirty, and we're stoned on alcohol. The foundation of the paper nation and the cardboard kingdoms, the newspaper mansions, the construction paper castles, the tinfoil shelters, the satellite currency, the systematic debt, the cash wagon, the money working numbers, the suit and tie headline, the white shirt loophole, the button down network, the corporate tattoo is like a coupon for a no-win situation. So tag that information across your forehead. How are you guys? What happened tonight? Was it grown-up That was incredible. No, it wasn't. Gregory. Close. I thought it was. I love the way it played on each thing, played off the next. That was amazing. That really was good. Yeah. Oh, wait, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not here to, you know. Hey, neat. So, yeah, two weeks from tomorrow, Ice Storm shut down. Everyone's a draw. We did okay, a couple cancellations, but the whole thing was at a certain age, you don't want people walking around during a night storm slipping on ice. But, of course, for the amount of audience participation related to what we produced, it was a charity thing. So you guys have hundreds of people, and everybody's, hey, you're weird on the alcohol. And, you know, if we have five people and we, we raise this amount of money, since you're all, like, industry number geeks, we win, yeah, whatever. How are you? You're Portland, Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> I'm done. And... I hang up. <laughs> with that. Tell everyone how to find <laughs> you first. Hey, I'm trying to fit into society here. It ain't easy. Trying to fit in. I like you just where you are. Centered suffrage. You okay? You free from all that COVID nonsense, or you have like right wing Trump freak people yelling at you? You don't get that. Whatever. <laughs> you okay? I am good. Okay. You want to pick on her? If you want to pick on her, you best be able to explain suspended fourths and diminished sevenths and understand how she correlates Paul Simon's song structure. Welcome to the new world. Thank you. Hey, I'm cool. I got the call in. Thanks for letting me blast out. What no problem, Gregory. How can I serve thee? Not, you know, like you said, can... a bit of commerciality. So we get some, you know, freaking whatever they're called, choruses, punch it out. But like I said, we're all on downtime till April. So we're just having too much fun. Stanley Kubrick, you know what I mean? You want to make videos, you should not sound dramatic against some old. So, yeah, we've been just disseminating and taking apart Stanley Kubrick. Thank you. How can I help you? You're welcome, Gregory. <laughs> you can tell everyone how to find you, Gregory. Can I take a bus to where you Portland and get professional help? Maybe. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, <laughs> or share a coffee with me. That'll be good, too. Hey, can I just, like, show up at your doorstep with a fucking problem? Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> hey, we're open. You know, be free to 
upset, whatever. We're not all that industry. I'm in New York, but that's, re, you know, that's redundant. We are in New Jersey, and it is a fluent area. So, you know, lose your, lose your elbow pads and, you know, step right in. What's that, Hellbook? That site's fucking – and all the um, misinformation and all the bots are coming in. So we're cool with that. You know, we've got some new new friends. So, yeah, Instagram's awesome. Oh, and, you know, we're all right. 0.025 is a good streaming rate. And the setting company, <laughs> you're playing at the Sphere in Las Vegas. Oh, Gatsuk. Open up. All right, great, great. Humor. Okay, I'm sorry to take a – hey, thanks, man been hanging out with you you're guys. Welcome. You're welcome. You're the person to guide me through the internet. Okay, you were on our very first show 17 no, years no ago. Thing, you're good. Bob yeah, Bob's out for another 20 shows. Like I said, you know, we saw him in November, so. Fuck that. Tighten up. Get your best material. You know, fuck that. Don't listen to these people. Thank you, my dear. I will listen. <laughs> Thank you, Gregory. A couple minutes. All right. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Thanks. Please. Thanks for letting me. All right, guys, that was Gregory Schwartz. Awesome. Google him. Our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. JJ? Hello. Hey, sweetie, how are you? Alive and kicking. (laughs) That is very good. I am glad you were able to get on tonight. I know you were having a struggle there. I'll be riding that struggle bus every now and then. Be going my way. All right. So Sorry, we are doing poetry tonight, huh? We are. Okay. This is kind of. All right. Um. Would it be okay to you uh, to do a sensual piece? You Not any erotic piece. piece. You can okay. do a sensual. You can do erotica here. You just can't do. Hot words. Fuck poems. No fuck poems. Okay. You can do it right. I, I, I even stay away from that word. All right. Her identity was assassinated by the treachery of a kitty's desire to be smitten by the electricity of ecstasy. Her search for resonance was actually a string in search of a bow, looking to be pulled tight and plucked, if only for one night. She wanted to hear tales of heroic excellence laced with words of his self-magnificence, and when it came to crap, she knew that no one could hand-deliver it like grapes into a hungry ear better than he. How could she form a former nation? How could she resist to put up a protest when mentally he rubs her breast with the breath of his conversation? He babble, babble. Her brook trickles. And she says it's worth her weeks of lament because she knows tonight she will get no gent and most likely she'll be driven like a rental by the foot of Grendel. Not even a hummingbird's wings and beats could hold a candle and her panting is hardly audible. She has become a musical instrument and tonight this bow could hear the music. And even when the levee busted, the waters did not rush. But they slowly engulfed in cream all that they touched because her soft melodic pants, shortness of breath, was tied to her waters 
and she did not wish to extinguish his wick or have it flare out of control. So she cooled in his ear like a dove, just out of sight, because for once she just wanted to make love. And she calmed his inner beast with sweet ballads while she unconsciously held at bay his savage instincts. With all her neurons firing, follicles perspiring, she's in another world. And her pheromones hung heavy in the air, like candy. Making him squeal like a rusty cock high up atop a wind vane. His vane twisting in her lightning, it's raining. She's trapped in a grand mall storm. As she plants his flag deep, staking her claim. While she kisses her deep. From her head to her feet. And we'll see what water that perspiration brings as the geyser throat swells and spills as if upside down. It goes high into the sky and dead into her inner space till the lawn is soggy. You see, tonight is only the first act in this experience. Because when the snow blows its blizzardly conditions, the milky precipitation that covers the blemishes that meanders down the stream in a slow-motion bead following a scene and thus impacting her well with life. Poem. That was beautiful. There was no reason at all that could not be read on this show. That was, that was beautiful, honey. No, I appreciate you for trusting me with it, too. <laughs> I know you. I know you're good. Yeah. Next time it's going to be round here. <laughs> you know, there, I, I do erotic, and I, there's a couple times I've played it on the show, but I don't do it anymore just because, you know, it's embarrassing. You know, people think I'm a nun. You know, but my erotica that is okay to play on the show is worse than anything you guys have ever read here. Oh, get out of here. That's intriguing. Yeah, no, that that was that was a beautiful piece. Very beautiful. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you. Are you still there? Did I lose you? Did I break him? Did he go what happened here? I am not sure what are you still there? JJ Productions, you guys check him out. I don't know where he went, but that was an amazing read. I don't know why we can't hear you anymore, but thank you, sweetheart. All right, our next caller, Mr. Granville at 919. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, my dear. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am happy to be here. I'm happy Happy to have you here. What are you going to read for us tonight? Tonight, I'm going to read this poem. I know you haven't heard it in a long time, but it's it's for black history. Black history, and it is called Tribute to Hip-Hop. Okay. Here goes. So now it's called Hip-Hop, once called Rap. And it's cool like that. It is cool like that. But it's like this, uh uh-huh. 
and it's like that, uh-huh. And it goes on and on and on and on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. Coming from way back, it's a music, our music, our voices on the mic. It's what black folks does on Saturday nights. The music kept us above our struggles and our troubles. So blessed with the gift of gab, we use what we had. I can call a lot of names, but I could not call all the names. For many, but not most, would get a shout out. For they are too numerous to mention. So I can call a name like Grandmaster Flash, but I tell you, Beethoven, he was black. So the music is coming from way back, and it's like this, uh-huh, and it's like that, uh-huh, and it goes on and on and on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. For the trumpet sounded, and the Lord appeared. In the kingdom of God, music is there. And it goes on and on and on and on, and it don't stop. No, it won't stop. And now this is a multi billion dollar business and all i gotta say is whoop there it is thank you very much Nina. thank you <laughs> that was granville i'm glad you're able to make it on tonight thank you happy to be here my friend happy to be here you want to do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you oh yeah everyone you can find me in Wally North Carolina on Facebook, Instagram, Granville John Hedgewinton. Look for the lion, red, green, and gold, lion logo, and, and give me a job. Employ me. I can perform for you for an hour without <laughs> pause. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight, and I hope you can make it back next week. I will definitely try to. Thank you, baby. You I have appreciate a blessed, you. blessed day and night and year, rest of your life, my dear. Love you very much. Love you too, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get Mr. Sinister Spittle on here. 573, you are on the air. Oh, well, you know, I, I might enjoy closing the show more than I enjoy opening the show. What's up, my girl? <laughs> My lady, not a whole lot, honey. I am feeling better, better? yes. Yes, life is fucking great. That's why, you know. And when we ride that vibration, it comes around to us, you know. Like I put earlier today, you know, the tide is meant to turn. It's about not get caught in the undertow. So uh, let's get to the chase here. I got a lot of good things going on. I only get to do one piece, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So I finally wrote this year 
uh, I had not written um, until about three days ago uh, this year. I've done a lot of musical parodies, and I actually have another piece that I did an, on um, audio, on, on a voice recorder, but I don't think that I'll ever see the light of day. Parts of the name, but uh, this is the first one I sat down. I've been going through a lot of shit, but, you know, as I said, the undertow, you just got to stay away from that shit, right? When I was when I was ten years old, I got caught in the undertow in the Pacific Ocean, and I learned how to survive. And I'm trying to teach my kids that shit. So this piece is called "Crushing to Be Free." Standing above the land of the past, trying to find understanding, and you're lying six foot below. Warm food passages show how lack of refrain is badly portrayed. A lackluster recollection of the sparsely laid good times. As history morbidly repeats in the sound of broken melodies that only recite the known, disrespecting thunder. <laughs> folly indeed for the conquering regret is found in the adolescent's curve gifted the crystal vision you disregard wisdom for walls to wrap around falsity that can't stand time's test Lost than what was had, begets discords for future tidings, storm-driven only some time. As change evolves, our growth become washed clean, and you shall know, drifters go. Many starlit fantasies will drive through your galaxy at night. Be cautious in the depth of despair as it'll hang you, my dear. No friend is kin, and the roots can be burned by callous disdain. Your lack of truth <laughs> scary. Lost in some awkward mental slag, driven by chalices of corrupt concealments, confusing your mind. Just the fucking lies. Cut ties. Not even blood-driven rivers can cast a shadow on my moon. I've discerned chaos as nectar in the blossoming of the light. Sight. Subjected to relevance deep inside these things wanted can't by none physically obtained squirming provisions at hand slided in the course of the damned such a wild horse with brimstone in your young eyes suffering binds as Decisions go errant in the dissolution of chatter behind weary eyes, muted love, tongues lost in slur of rhetoric as exhaustion bullied sobriety into submission again. Tell me, please, again, the freedom found in ridiculous rhymes, lacking rhythm, 
they die. Dragged, pulverized, reason on the crown of your contempt. Sickly persuasions percolate. Satan's brew. As we see the sacrificial jester bear his land, she ran head first into such slaughter. My, 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 my dear. I think this path will wait lonely for dawn as dusk's hush got driven and stupid lost. And your decisions, my love, waited shall crush the Bakery Breeze. Wow. Wow. That was worth waiting for, sir. The world soon not to wait anymore. <laughs> Sinister will stabilize <laughs> all. Watch out, motherfuckers. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end the show with. Great piece, sweetheart. You need to do me a favor, yeah. and you need to tell everybody how they can come show you love. Well, you right now is my only outlet for poetry besides Rome. You know, I called Rome up, and we hit, we hit it up on the personal, but nobody gets my shit except for you. And I, I'm about to get a new car, so I'm about to hit St. Louis and, and, and Kansas and Illinois and Kentucky. And uh, watch out. My book's going to be published in April. <laughs> Watch out, man. Here I come. But I ain't doing so this shit behind the screens no more. Y'all going to see and realize who the fuck I am. So YouTube's coming up. Love you, Nyla. Have a great night. Glad you're feeling better, baby. I love you, too. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You guys have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It has been an amazing evening. I have had such fun with you all. I appreciate you callers and listeners alike. I'm going to end the piece since this is the first show of the month and per my contract with you guys because I never read on my own show. Our deal is is that the first show of the month I have to play or read something of mine. So I'm going to play a track of mine to end the show. And tell you all now I love you see you next week go out and have fun look life in the face write about how it tastes and we'll convene here soon the piece that I'm going to play is a, was written about we all have that person who just bounces in and out of your life you know and just we all have one you know they just they're there for a minute and then they're gone and they're there they come back and it's like oh my god okay so this this piece was written about my bouncer and uh So it's called Room with a View. Here you go. We'll see you guys next week. Room with a View by Nyla Alicia You've come back. Why? And why now? After all this time, after so many walls have been built, overgrown with graffiti vines, dropping the leaves. 
not enough words said. Why now, when the bridges have stopped smoldering and the sky is clear? When fish have returned to the river again? Still, there you are, on the other side, on top of the walls. You scaled so easily. always been easy for you, hasn't it? You with your monkey tongue and double-jointed smile, making child's play out of my mystery. Like when you sent the stars to woo me, disguised as dark chocolate troubles. Now, again, after all this time, after all my hard work, you're there, just like before, tossing pebbles at my window. I sit at my desk writing this, listening to the tap, tap, tap. Like static echoing from our past, buried past, making a shambles of all I did to put you away. There are too many doors and not enough keys, too many skeletons to reassemble to fix this. Stop it. I see you there, precariously perched, looking like hell your white flag arms floundering in the air, hands flying like white doves, cooing to get my attention. <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous you look? Staring out the window, wondering why, why now, why after all this time, and, and wondering why, wondering why I never learned.